0: Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, the sports animals in the morning on ESPN Honolulu. Time for the get-off-my-lawn show again, (laughs) Thursday edition on ESPN Honolulu. Good good morning, everybody. It's Dickman and Hart here on ESPN Honolulu. Look at that, Jakob Tella scheduled to be on the show in 30 minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. And uh, here's what you need to know going on into work, and uh, one of them is that uh, (laughs) Hawaii places six Six players on the all big west men's volleyball first team. Not all team. First team. Six of them. Uh the aforementioned Jakob Tella, Spiros Hakus, every starter except for um every starter except for Cole. Cole, Cole Hogland. So Spiros Hakkas, Jakob Tella, G Voss, Guillerme Voss, Chaz Galloway, Dimi Muclius, and the Liberace Brett. Sheward, 14 uh, players in all from the on the list from the Big West, six of them from Hawaii. Also, uh, Kurt Neusterer, the
1: freshman middle blocker, was a member of the All-Big West freshman team. Congratulations, boys. I, I'm not surprised when I first saw that. I guess I had forgotten that there were so many players on the first team. Usually it's like a starting team that you would have for the first team in any boating or conference or all NBA and stuff like that. Still, you're not surprised at that. I was, I was actually more surprised, Chris, that Cole Hoagland didn't get it than that yeah. six starters did get it because it should be the whole team, even though we know there are some good players on some other good teams in the Big West. But it's, it's all about Hawaii.
0: Yeah, they are. But there's 14. They're, you know, they got eight. You know, every they split the last eight, Um, you know, eight positions, the rest of the yeah. Big
1: West. that is pretty cool, though, to have six on there.
0: Yeah. Okay, let's see what else is going on. Uh, Tua Tonga by Loa, we saw this yesterday. I think this came on towards the end of our, our what they call the air shift. Our air shift. <laughs> our air shift today is from 6 to 9 a.m. At the end of work yesterday. Uh, let's see that doesn't even sound <laughs> right. Anyway. Around 9 o'clock yesterday, we heard that Tua said he was mulling retirement. Uh, he talked about learning to fall in a press conference yesterday, but he talked about, you know, he was really talking, you know, was thinking about retiring.
1: Yeah, I remember reading that quote on the show yesterday. And what got to me is not so much that that statement came out, is that for the first time, we heard Tua say that, where remember... When he was struggling with those concussions last year, so many of us, whether it was people he just here in Hawaii or the media, other players, a lot of people were maybe not encouraging him, but suggesting that he should retire. And we all talked about our opinions on what he may or may not do. But now we're hearing it from him, the fact that he acknowledged that he was considering that. That was uh, more than a little telling there. And, you know, we're glad he's healthy. We're glad he's going to play. But that was interesting to know that he was actually considering it at some point.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's kind of the opposite of get off my lawn is, hey, you know what? Here's a guy that kind of just came out and said, yeah, I thought about it. Had to think about it. Wouldn't you? Right. Right. Paraphrasing. Uh, Let's see. The uh, NBA awards uh, keep on the hits. Keep on coming for the Sacramento Kings. Their coach, Mike Brown, yesterday was named the NBA coach of the year.
1: Was it unanimous? Yes, I believe it was unanimous. It was unanimous. And that shouldn't be surprising if you look at everything involved with this team, the longest NBA playoff drought of anybody, and it was about 20-plus years, I believe, before they made the playoffs this year. He was with Golden State last six years. So we'll get to that part of it. But the fact that he took this team to the next level, they've been getting a little better here and there, but never a playoff team over this stretch, and they are getting some good draft picks. Mike Brown comes in, and look what he did with this team. They win the division. I mean, they, they didn't just make the playoffs. They went in as a three-seed in a pretty tough Western Conference. Yeah, he deserves a ton of credit. And I'm glad for him. And he did win it, I believe, with Cleveland way back when. So it's pretty cool that he gets to do it so many years later. But I, I don't think it was a surprise. The unanimous part might surprise others. The other coaches were Boston's coach, and I believe it was Memphis's head coach, or OKC, I believe, uh, for the coaches. Uh, Joe, Joe Missoula and Mark Dagnalt. From OKC. If OKC. And, you know, they were a play-in team, but they weren't expected to be a play-in tournament team without Chet Holmgren. So I can understand him being there. But when you look what Mike Brown did for Sacramento? Yeah, I think that was an easy choice. Oh, I I don't
0: see this. I don't see the San Antonio Spurs. No, he he doesn't want to
1: win. You know, he's like Dirk Nowitzki. Give it to somebody else. Yeah, he's so good. He's won so many. (laughs) Has he really? I don't know how many. I can't learned. even think
0: of his name. I Greg Greg can't even Popovich. think of his. Greg Popovich.
1: No, Greg Popovich on the list, huh? No, not this year. You know, he's had a share, but he's got he's got all those rings, so he's okay. Yeah, he's got a couple. 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 I believe he's got. Was it four? It's four or five. Thank you, David Robinson. Thank you, uh, the other guy. The, the yeah, the, Tony Parker, Manu know So then you're going to say, Phil Jackson didn't really deserve any of those titles. Come on. Thank you, Kobe and Michael. And... He didn't. Look how he did in, in New York. He look wasn't was a coach he there. Without... He wasn't a coach there.
0: Still. <laughs> those are like... minor details. <laughs> Don't cloud up the show with your mind, with minutia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but great, great oh, Mike Brown. That's that's a really good story. I think everybody's kind of happy for Sacramento. Even the, we had our guest yesterday, Damon Bruce, who was even saying how happy he was for this team and this franchise and their fans.
0: Yeah. So so he's the coach with the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron James is there, right? Yes, yeah, yes. For about five or six years, then he goes on to coach the Lakers. Uh, for like what, one or two years, something like that, and they fire him. He goes back yeah. to the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Is that right? I believe he went back. Yeah, he did go back there. Yes.
0: Yeah. So it's it's it, he's a guy that it, I think he's finally got the respect that he deserves, because it seems like without you know when when he was with the Cleveland or as an assistant with um uh by the way he comes from the Greg Popovich uh, uh coaching tree, but um. Here's a guy that never seems to get any respect, at least, I don't know, maybe it's from the media, maybe it's from fans, I don't know. Not disrespect, but no real respect as a top coach in the
1: NBA. He's
0: known as a, a great defensive coach, right?
1: Yes, and you're 100% right with that. I mean, he's been a coach, who has been around. You know, he went to the finals, I guess, with LeBron. But nobody ever gave him the credit. And they never won a championship. And he was just, you know, part of the deal, I guess. And the Lakers, I don't remember exactly how long it was in that second year, but I know he got fired rather early. It might have been like within a month or so of, this, of that season. Uh, he was never considered one of the elite coaches. And when you win coaches of the year like this, And what it wasn't just winning coach of the year. It's the way he turned his team around. I mean, this again—the longest drought in playoff, uh, the NBA playoff uh, history, I guess, with the 20-plus years that drought and the longest current drought—and he's able to turn it around. Where again, they were okay last year, but they were like the 11th or 12th seed to go from Uh like 12 to three with Mike Brown. And what I mean, and 12 was an
0: improvement.
1: My, yeah, little by little it was because they were yeah. one of the doormats of the NBA. So I'm glad for him, too. And you're right about the fact that I don't think he was considered like some of the other coaches. To me, it might be better than Ty Lue, uh, but Ty Lu's considered a good coach because he won it with LeBron in Cleveland when nobody else could. Well, they, he won with LeBron. No, he didn't win. It. He In 2009, he was coach of the year. They went Did to the finals. The I think they got swept by San Antonio with a great coach, Greg Popovich, that year. <laughs> the, I, and You know,
0: he was a coach of Cleveland for so long with LeBron James, so that's probably why he didn't get the respect he deserves. Yeah. Just like I don't think Eric Spolstra gets a lot of the respect that he deserves. I mean, I think Eric Spolstra, besides um, uh, Greg Popovich, is the most tenured coach in the NBA now, isn't he?
1: It's either the, He's either second or third because Rick Carlisle is up there as well. No, no to, Rick Carlisle's not coaching anymore, yeah, he's coaching he? in. Uh, I think he's coaching in Indiana. Oh, no, sorry, it was Indiana. Nobody knew. And he left Dallas after all those years. <laughs> he was with Dallas for a long time. Because Luka got him kicked out. Maybe so, but how have they done did. since then?
0: Be careful what you wish for, Luka. He did. Luka wanted Jason Kidd in. Jay, he's like, I'm the star player. I want Jason Kidd. I don't want Rick Carlisle. <laughs> I don't
1: think that's what happened. Oh, you can Google it. Tanner will Google it and text you right away. He might not have liked Rick Carlisle. I can't remember. You're probably right about that. But I don't know if he requested Jason Kidd, that part. No, no, he did. <laughs> okay. There were roommates before. They were roommates. Before where, where? In L.A. In L.A.? What was Luca doing in L.A. and needing a roommate? Hey,
0: you know what? Phil um, uh, Mike Brown succeeded Phil Jackson, and that's why he didn't last at um, in LA. I think that's the where I get the disrespect when I'm talking about, uh, or the non-respect for Mike Brown. It's like you know, everyone loves Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, this Phil Jackson, that. So he he replaced Phil Jackson, and that's when they they you know
1: I guess it wasn't successful after a couple of years, and they let him go. And that was when Phil came back, I believe, after leaving for a few years, too, if I'm not mistaken. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, I think it got wrong by L.A. back then. Uh, and again, even an assistant with Golden State, you're not going to give him too much credit, even though he was a defensive guy there and they needed defense. Steve mm-hmm. Kerr was getting all that credit. And he was there for six or seven years at Golden State as an assistant. And uh, I'm glad he gets this chance. And others, a guy like Luke Walton got the chance with Sacramento. Nothing. I think Alvin Jennings. How,
0: Gent- how, how many? How many? former golden state warrior coaches or front office people are in sacramento right now i i heard some guys talking yesterday and it, it's quite a few
1: could be i haven't really checked i know one of their assistants i recognized the other night was doug christie but i don't think he played for golden state but there probably are a few he's probably brought a few people with him
0: yeah but there's like there's like assistant general managers and all, a oh, bunch okay. of front office people too but uh anyway uh congratulations that's a good story to see mike brown actually it's the I shouldn't say he's totally disrespected. I mean, this is the second time he's been the NBA coach of the year. But I guess he's just not looked at as, you know, people like you are like, oh, Greg Popovich,
1: I bow to Greg Popovich. People should start bowing to Mike no, Brown. No, not if it, no, no comparison with Popovich. Mike, Mike Brown's not going in the Hall of Fame as a coach. Greg oh, Popovich.
0: He's a young guy. He's in his early
1: 50s, I think. He's uh, not quite done yet. He's not quite done, but as of today, he's not look, even in the same conversation as Greg look, Popovich. Look you here, Sparky.
0: You. Look here, Sparky. If he wins a, a, a um, if, he's, if he's going to the finals with three different teams, say Sacramento wins or
1: gets to the finals. That's Hall of Fame worthy. I know in the NFL it is. Can we ask you a question? First of all, who's the second team that he took to the finals? Uh...
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry, we're only on number two. Yeah. Say if he gets there three times. <laughs> That's a little better. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. Good story there. Uh, speaking of the NBA, I want to get into Dillick. Speaking of get off my lawn. Ooh. Okay, Tua Tagovailoa, get on my lawn. Uh, Dylan Brooks. Uh, get off my lawn. I poke bears. That's what he said. Yes, I poke bears. It was a little. I thought it was. Um, I don't know. This guy's a cartoon character. You know. I mean, he's he's a, a guy that wears a coat with no shirt underneath and a big, you know, hundred thousand dollar necklace and some weird glasses that look more like goggles. It's a guy that's crying for attention, and he's the bad guy. He's a, he was in his uh, you know in his uh, what do you call it when you're in your in your in um, his mind for LeBron? In, in, no, it's it's he was in character. He's like a oh, professional. Okay. He's trying to be. He's watching a little too
1: much WWE. Thinks he's Lance Stevenson.
0: Well, Lance Stevenson wasn't that bad. Well, LeBron compared...
1: was kind of doing the same thing. just trying No, to hurt...
0: no, I understand that he would, you know, Lance Stevenson was the original poker of the bear by blowing in LeBron's ear. Actually, that's pretty, that's just weird.
1: It is. It's very weird. <laughs>
0: but, but I mean, I can see how, I can see how that would really get, I would rather have somebody um, making a three, running down the court and talking trash to my face than blowing in my ear. Blowing in my
1: ear might freak me out a little bit. Yeah, and LeBron just basically tried to ignore that. I said last week that Rudy Gobert might be the most disliked teammate in the NBA, but the most disliked player in the NBA I think is Dylan Brooks. And he's very disliked by myself and I think a lot of other people. He's stupid with what he's doing right now. You are poking the bear. Now there's a clue stupid Dylan Brooks? Yeah. Now, there's a clip that I've seen over and over again from when they played in L.A. two, three months ago. Remember when, was it Shannon Sharper got into it with the Memphis Grizzlies for the courtside yes. side seat? Well, he's John Morant's dad. It started with Dylan Brooks. And there's a, well, oh. that maybe it started a little earlier in the game and there's a clip where LeBron is just going off and you can hear him where he's saying, I'm not, and, and John Morant's saying, chill, LeBron, chill, because he was very mad at Dylan Brooks. And LeBron's like, I ain't chilling no more. I ain't chilling no more. This bleep, bleep, bleep guy, he keeps talking bleep after, you know, what do you make a shot for before you talk, believe. LeBron was really bothered. Now, you're doing this in the playoffs, and, okay, in that clip, excuse me, in that clip after LeBron is very upset at Dylan Brooks, it was after a foul. They inbound the ball. LeBron takes it coast to coast and dunks. And he was not going to be stopped or denied because he was so upset from what Dylan Brooks did. Now you're doing it in the playoffs. Well, guess what? LeBron James is LeBron James. You're Dylan Brooks who hasn't done nothing yet. Just ask Draymond Green who says it over and over. And now you're poking that bear be careful what you wish for. You just might have gotten LeBron a little bit more motivated and you don't want that. You don't have to give LeBron James any ammunition. However, look at the scoreboard. Who won the game last night? Hold that thought.
0: We'll be right back on ESPN Honolulu. Gonna blow, so I'm gonna go down on the
2: road again. Starting
0: Bold, times around the bed. Get in my car, Good morning, oh, it's, it's the Get the off, the off My Lawn, lawn guys. Can somebody make us a logo in and a t-shirt, please? That's what the show's all about here. This is ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. It's going to be partly cloudy today with light winds. High today, 82. Low tonight, about 73. So it's going to be kind of muggy and... Oh, muggy and sticky uh, today, not much of a chance to rain. And, uh, what are you laughing about?
1: Uh, it reminded me of a Sopranos line regarding the same top, same topic in a way, with it being very humid and muggy. Uh, I'll save it for the commercial break to let you know about it. Because, you know, but It's, a All very, right. me it's of always a good line.
0: to bring something up and then don't
1: follow through. Wait a minute, you brought it up.
0: <laughs> <you> brought keeping, <laughs> I said it was muggy and sticky. You're like, hey, I got this really funny thing, but I'm not going to tell the audience. I didn't say a word, I just smiled remember well, because I thought you were, it, it was relevant to something that we were don't smile next time. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't have fun. I led no you No fun on. for you. No fun for you. All right, we're talking about uh, Dylan Brooks. <laughs> I, I, I got a text from Tanner that says, he's the next Lance Stevenson. Everybody, I know who Lance Stevenson is. I have been I said he's following a sports a little bit. But the, Dylan Brooks is a guy. Who um, he? He looks like just an. I don't know. I I don't have a problem with people being competitive. I have a problem, and I don't even think this is. this is a me thing. I don't even want. I don't think. I'm not trying to get people to agree with me or anything. But if you if you sack Tom Brady and you stand over him and make like you know your 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 Cassius Clay standing over Sonny Liston. I don't know that it's hard to watch that. It's hard to watch Dylan Brooks luckily making a three-point basket and running down and getting in LeBron's face. LeBron James, for the most part, kind of just keeps to himself and just kind of ignores For the most part, yes. For the most part. But it's hard to do when the guy is constantly in your face, and that's all he's trying to do. Dylan Brooks has done a good job defensively, historically, against LeBron James. But when you're interviewed in the locker room and you're you put on your WWE, it's like, is that Dylan Brooks or is it Macho Man Randy Savage? <laughs> y- you look a little silly. Sorry, dude. I can't take you serious when you're trying to be Chief Billy White Wolf talking to Ed Francis. A lot of references there. I like that. I wanted to bring up Chief Billy White Wolf uh, <laughs> in the uh, in the show today. But I mean, when you ask you ask him about, it, he goes, he's like, uh, let's see, what is he? talking about something about LeBron James. I don't care. He's old. You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) He's 38 years old, by the way. I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that in game four. That's why he made a foul, and LeBron just looked at him and said, that was pretty dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I don't care what he says. He's old. I poke bears. I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. By the way, the only guy to score 40 points on Dylan Brooks is uh, Damian Lillard. So he is a great defender. I get it. It's hard for me personally to watch somebody disrespect somebody who's done so much, not only in his career, but for the game of basketball itself. LeBron James has elevated the sport. Since he's gotten there in whatever year it was in twenty years ago. Right. Wouldn't you
1: agree? Totally, totally. And the thing Dylan is Dylan Brooks, you're making the money you're making because of guys, because of trailblazers like LeBron James. If you were somebody, let's say Draymond Green was doing things like this, and Dray, Draymond and LeBron are really close right now, but there was a time and there were time there are times on the court where Draymond will be a little Dylan Brookish. Is that the right way to Brookish? Uh, but uh, Draymond Green has done has, has can walk the walk. Because, well, talk the talk because he's walked the walk. He's won championships. He's been defensive player of the year. He's been an all-star. You've done this. You can almost get to the level of LeBron where you can talk and people aren't going to get that upset. Dylan Brooks, you ain't done nothing in the NBA. <laughs> nothing. And now you're playing this character, as you described earlier. And I agree because <laughs> he came out of college. He wasn't this type of player all the time. Where like Guys like Dennis Rodman, oh, oh, really? Draymond Green, they kind of were. You know, defensive-minded, yeah. tough players, guys like that. Dylan Brooks is, again, creating this persona. Maybe that's the only way he can last in the league and have success. And it might have worked for a little I while. I don't know,
0: but he's good. He's, a, mean, good he's, defen- a, he's, he's a, a good, good de- player. He's a good defensive player, but Gary Payton, the glove, didn't need to have any kind of gimmicks. Gimmicks are fun. Gimmicks are fun in professional wrestling. So if I'm going out in the court and you're like, uh-oh, here comes the missing link. Oh, threw that in there. You don't know who the, the missing
1: link was. A really popular wrestler here, by the way. Oh, I thought you were just using a generic reference oh, there. Oh, yeah. Is that one you wanted to get in on the show today as well? Yeah. Maybe but she's Billy crossed. White Wolf was my first concern. <laughs> I can't wait to hear his number three. But Dylan Brooks, again. I mean, superstar Steve <laughs> Strong. I thought you were going to say, was there, was there a Steve Savage? No? No. Oh, okay. Macho Randy said. Oh, okay. I was combining the two. I just wanted to get that, and that was on my list today. But apparently, I <laughs>
0: <laughs> have saved it for
1: tomorrow, apparently. Dylan Brooke, you, you, you're not on that level where you can do this and get away with it and get the respect of people. And it's not only what he did yesterday for LeBron. You look at him throughout the last season or two. He's been acting really childish, and he's gotten to almost skirmishes with a lot of people. Or Who? Many, many Dylan Brooke. This is oh, not okay. just what's going on in the last month or two. He's been mm. really doing it a lot. And, you know, the Memphis Grizzlies are a really good, fun, young team over the last couple of years, especially with Ja, but I think they've lost a lot of people's either respect or fondness in a way, because Ja, we know what Ja's recent history is. Dylan Brooks is a punk. So now I don't think people are, are enjoying this Memphis Grizzlies team as much as they were maybe a year ago when they were one of the up-and-coming teams.
0: Yeah, this is a team you want to root for, not a team that you don't want to be the, uh, the villains. I was actually, you know what, I was actually surprised they came out and won that game Me without too. Ja Morant. Yeah, I think part of the blame. I, I think part of the blame falls on Anthony Davis. He, you know, you're going to be a superstar. You're going to be a Hall of Famer. You want to be a champion. You got to be, play better than that.
1: Yeah, he had an off game, four for 14 shooting. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, two of 11. LeBron had 28 and 12, so he was fine. But the Lakers didn't play. They didn't play as a team that should have been able to put their, you know. Stomp on Memphis right now without John Moran and take a two-zero lead. stomp
0: on. I, what you, that's Jerry I Green put talk. put their foot
1: to the pedal. There's a different ways to describe it. I don't want to use too many cliches. You don't put your foot to the. You put the pedal to the metal. You don't I, put your foot to the metal. What
0: do you, you put your foot? foot? to the metal. You put the pedal to the metal. Well, you put but, your foot somewhere. It's
1: it, it, <laughs> Kind of like already, I'm doing right now.
0: It, it, yeah, it's already. You know, it's already understood that the foot is on the pedal
1: already. But Sorry, put, I interrupted. I thought you put your foot in the gas. Either way, they had a chance <laughs> to go up 2-0 on the road, almost series over. I that know. Happened. And they, without John Morant, they had that opportunity. They were they had momentum. They were obviously confident. they have been playing well over the last month. And Memphis was perfect. Again, a perfect situation for them to take that lead and basically win the series. And they didn't even show up in a way. But again, LeBron, good game, real good it, game. Normal for game for him he- almost for whatever reason and i
0: and i and i i think i'm thinking of the same the right game yesterday for whatever reason so lakers come out good but they the lakers actually the, actually i was watching the the TNT show what's it? inside it's, the nba yeah, yeah and i'll just paraphrase what kind of they were talking about and it makes sense the lakers didn't come out with any kind of sense of urgency and um, that's kind of uh, kind of what did them in yesterday and and, and part of that was again uh, Anthony Davis. Now, he got hit in the eye. I don't know if that did anything uh, as far as his performance yesterday, but going back real quick, uh, by the way, Jakob Tella is supposed to be joining us in a few minutes here on ESPN Honolulu. But, um, going back to uh, Dylan Brooks, look, if you're such a great defender, I mean, you got a guy shooting better than 50% with 12 rebounds. Okay, it, now. Granted, Dylan Brooks was in foul trouble, wasn't he? So he wasn't out there the whole time. I, but yeah, okay. But, but I mean, LeBron just goes like you said, twenty-eight and twelve. I'd say that's a pretty successful night in the NBA. Would you not? Yeah, I, mean, I almost, mean, you're like you're like I only respect you if you can score forty on me. You know what? If you're giving up forty on players, you don't belong in the NBA. So don't make like uh, you got to score forty on me to get my respect.
1: Again, he's not a guy who's proven himself to be able to not so much back it up That's part of it, but he doesn't deserve to say those things and get away with it. And let's see if it comes back to haunt him. Uh, Let's see if LeBron goes for 40 on Saturday because those things have happened before when people make comments about LeBron and they'll come out and almost pick his number with what he wants to score. And then go into the locker room and let's see what Dylan Brooks has to say. Yeah, LeBron scores,
0: you know, forty-one points, whatever it is, and and then let's see what you have to say. Make something up quick. Here comes the reporter. Yep, you'll talk about them disrespecting you because they're asking you the questions, the same question they asked you before. Right? Don't disrespect me, as LeBron. I'm going to talk about anything
1: as LeBron. Did you notice my
0: big? I don't need no. I don't need. I don't need. We don't need no shirt under our jacket. (laughs) <laughs> look at my tattoo okay Jakob Tella scheduled to join us next here on espn honolulu we've got tickets to give away to rainbow baseball we've got tickets to give away to see Alima mcfarland at bellator 2952. we'll give away something we'll give away a little something something before seven o'clock here on espn honolulu want to let you know about uh oh thank you by the way everyone that went down to growler hawaii yesterday uh, for the really big road show. I want to let you know that uh, I don't know where that came from, but I want to talk about that next. I wasn't able to make it down, had a last-minute deal, but uh, I want to get a recap from you for folks who weren't able to go or hear. Hey, you can join Cole Mossoff for Athletes, with a capital EATS. It's on our YouTube channel or ESVNHonolulu.com. Uh, uh, Cole sits down with uh, a couple of star St. Louis basketball players, And they eat some grinds from Pioneer Saloon. It's kind of a fun little conversation. It's brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, where people like banking.
1: Gary Dickman and Chris Hart, Sports Animals, on ESPN Honolulu. We were talking some basketball a few minutes ago. A lot of great sports going on, including the Big West Tournament, which does start today, but for the University of Hawaii, they will get the semifinal tomorrow. We're going to talk some Rainbow Warrior Volleyball as we are joined on ESPN Honolulu with the All-American Setter, yesterday named first team All-Big West. Jakob Tella is with us. Jakob, thank you so much for joining us this morning.
2: Thank you for having me. Congratulations. Jakob
1: congratulations on being first team all big west i guess that was kind of a formality because i think a lot of us expected that we'll have some more awards coming out next week like the big west player of the year but what was your reaction when you heard the news yesterday
2: well of course it's an honor it's never given to get that recognition at all so just being able to yeah to play well over the season and get the recognition is huge also for the whole team that we never had six guys on on a first team and also just having seven and twelve getting recognized for the big west is yeah just tell us a lot about the hard work that we've been putting in on this season.
1: Right, with all the success and hopefully getting ready for another championship run starting tomorrow. Oh yeah, I want to go back to last weekend for senior night and the wins last week. Pivotable, obviously, for your team after beating UC San Diego both nights to get the Big West Championship with the tiebreaker. I understand your parents traveled all the way from Norway to attend senior night.
2: They did, yeah. So I always told them that senior night is like the most special night. Throughout the career, especially in Hawaii, because nobody does senior night like Hawaii. So, usually we have my parents there. My sister came to visit, too. She had to leave, unfortunately, before senior night. But just having family in the stands and, yeah, having them there at the ceremony, too, was just, yeah, super special. Unforgettable moment.
1: Was that the first time they were able to see you play at the University of Hawaii in person?
2: Actually, it was the third time. They did come my sophomore year, and also they got to see the Big West Championship uh, last season when we played Long Beach and, uh, and beat them. So this is the third time they come there. But, yeah, they always love it and they have such a good time.
1: Okay. Great crowd, of course, a sellout crowd last Saturday. It was a great night. And hopefully many more great performances coming up with your team, even though they'll be on a neutral court or on the road, so to speak, with the tournament there. This team had a great year. Two losses only, the Penn State and the Long Beach State uh, uh, match earlier in Big West play in the first weekend. Your team is on another championship run. You've had the two-time championships in a row, back-to-back years. How do you explain the team's success over this run?
2: I think it's just consistency because what we've been doing for the past years has just been um, coming in with the mentality to always be consistent and really putting in your best effort into the practice gym and also translating that into the game. So just having that same group. Also, the past couple of years now, I don't think a lot of people expected all that we're going to win last year. After the year before, we had four, like a really big senior group. Um, But yeah, just being able to learn from them and pass on the culture because culture is what kind of drives us. And that also stems from the community and just being able to give back um, and give our best for the people that support us.
1: All Big West and All American Center, Jakob Teller joining the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. First serve tomorrow afternoon at 2 PM. We'll have the coverage on ESPN Honolulu with Tiff Wells and on Saturday the Big West Championship, of course, as well. We've talked to Coach Charlie Wade several times throughout the season here. We've had him on call the coach, and I always found it interesting where they're not you got you guys aren't resting on your laurels. You're not looking at the rankings, and it might be easy to say that, but it seems like your team is taking an approach every game, every match where we have to prove ourselves off. All over again, and I would think that's almost difficult after winning back to back championships that you don't get complacent. You, as one of the senior leaders on this team, how do you make sure the players don't get caught up in that?
2: It's a tough question. Um, as far as complacency, it's something that we've been addressing throughout the years and not like kind of giving out on those easy things. But when it comes to the game, it's just like knowing that every team is out there to get you in the game and like they want to put their best game, and all of them are putting their best game against us. So being able to withstand that, uh, find ways to just overcome that adversity and really play our game because if we can do that, then, yeah, no one's going to stop us.
1: As I mentioned, the uh, semifinal for Hawaii tomorrow at 2 p.m., you'll play the winner of UC San Diego and Santa Barbara. They play today. I know what the yeah. easy answer would be, but do you have a preference on who you play tomorrow?
2: I don't think it matters. I think we have a good idea of how they play, and we played those teams pretty recently too. So I think we're just ready to uh, – to play our game again and really just get effort because now it's championship mode. Everybody wants to win, and if you don't, then you're out. So for us, it's just all or nothing, and we're going to give our best.
1: It could be if everything goes according to chalk, it would be Long Beach State in the championship on Saturday I know you don't want to look too far ahead, but they were one of the teams that beat your team this year. Do you maybe have a little payback on your mind for Long Beach State if it comes to that?
2: That would be fun. But also, you cannot overlook Irvine because they're also a really strong team. and. They lost to Long Beach twice this past week at home, so I think they also want to go for that, um, that comeback against Long Beach in the semis. But, again, we'll take one game at a time, and then we'll be ready for Long Beach if that's the opponent we're playing in the final. But, yeah, so we've got to play semis first, and then the final, then we can look at that. But, for sure, good fun to play in Long Beach.
1: Can you give us an example, Jakob, as far as some of the things you've learned from Charlie Wade, maybe whether it's during a match or just at practice throughout the season, something that he can instill in you?
2: Yeah, I think it's a lot that I learned from Charlie. He has a lot of good quotes and a lot of good sayings that I kind of brought into my play style a lot, and I think some of them are actually just quite simple, but as far as, like, segmenting your thinking, like knowing what you're doing and being mindful when you're on the court with your actions and um, just really embracing the environment we're in because one thing that I didn't expect to have was the support that we got from the people of Hawaii. Playing for Hawaii as well has been an incredible honor um, so, just really embracing the environment you're in and um, taking as much as you can to control what you can and to learn.
1: All-American, all-Big West setter, Jakob Teller joining the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu, getting ready for the Big West semifinal tomorrow, and we'll have a coverage on ESPN Honolulu. I saw a few weeks ago uh, the star advertiser, Cole Hoagland, I guess, over the years has talked about you being a Kama know, You're a local because of how you've been acclimated here and everything you're doing here during your career. Talk about some of the things, and I know that meant a lot to you, that Cole Hoagland said that about you. Talk about some of the things you might miss about Hawaii once you leave.
2: I'm going to miss everything, honestly. It's been an incredible journey. And I think what's made my time in Hawaii so special is all the people and the relationships that I got to the fans, to just people in general, people seeing out me there. And always I try to talk story with them and just really enjoy that aspect of Hawaii life and island life. So um, I'm going to miss eating poke and poi. So I will try to bring that on wherever I go. But I always know that I'm going to have home in Hawaii and I will come back. So that- that's guaranteed.
1: Well, that is great. And I know you've got, obviously, plans for the next few weeks for the NCAA tournament, but what does your future look like? What do you want to do next year as far as maybe playing professionally or anything else?
2: Yeah, I do want to keep playing volleyball for a couple of years and see how long I can go before uh, I'm all jang. But um, a long-term goal, too, is opening a poker shop and just really bringing on that um, Hawaiian culture to the world and really just, yeah. Oh Well, that'd be cool. Well, Hopefully you
1: can uh, have some 3P t-shirts made up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I know you don't want to look too far <laughs> ahead, but want to congratulate you on everything you've accomplished for the University of Hawaii and will over the next uh, couple of weeks, as we mentioned.
2: Congratulations.
1: Thanks for spending some time with us, and good luck this weekend.
2: Mahalo. Thank you so much. Aloha.
1: All right, thank you so much. Jakob Teller, All American Setter, joining us on ESPN Honolulu. What a great career he's had. What a great career he will have after he leaves UH playing professional volleyball. But it isn't over yet for this team looking for a three peep.
0: I like that. The Poke shop yeah. is on the horizon. Jakob's poke. In Norway. You didn't catch that. You didn't catch that word he used, did you? Poke? the, the word he said no, the other word. The other slang word that he used. It went right over your head.
1: I'm not sure which one you see, Jakob Telly's
0: lived here, what, three years? Three or four. He's, yeah, he's more local than you are already. Not. He used Hamajag. Well, he said Hamajang, but he's Hamajag. I You're looking that. at me with a, a... You don't know what I'm saying, do you? You don't know what... I, yeah. Tanner, help him out <laughs> at the break. We'll be... <laughs> hey, if anybody wants tickets to uh, see Leemann McFarland McFarlane uh, uh, at the Blaisdell this Saturday, it's Bellator 295. A championship fight card with uh, lots of great uh, fights on it. Uh, Ilima Le will be taking on Kana Watanabe. This might be one of her last fights too. She's right. not going to. She's not uh, fighting forever. So if you want tickets, you know what? Okay, ask a trivia question. Any kind of sport. A UH volleyball question. Okay. UH football
1: question. Ask easy, a question. easy. What, posi- what position does Jacob Teller play? Oh, that's hard. It's give, give it, hard. It,
0: we I just said it like three people. times
1: in the last three minutes.
0: Well, but you didn't catch Hamajag either. Okay, what is he what does Jakob Tella want to do after he's done playing volleyball? Okay. It it it, it has to do with fish. <laughs> Call in now and we'll give those away coming up next on ESPN Honolulu. Okay, we got to give away tickets. We're giving away tickets to Bellator 295, Blaisdell Arena, Elimale McFarlane, punching people in the face
1: Saturday. Well, not people, just one person.
0: Ah, she can be WWE. She'll get outside the <laughs> ring and get a chair. Maybe it turn it into a ladder match or something like that. But uh, we got tickets to give away, and our question we asked before the break was, uh, what is uh, Jakob Teller going to do after? What does he plan to do after his volleyball career is over. Brian is the first caller in. Brian, aloha. Welcome to the show. Hello? Yeah. Hi, what is you... the answer? Poke shop. Poke shop. There you go. Sorry, Darcy and the rest of you guys on the phone. Brian got it first <clears throat> off. Hey, congratulations. Thank
1: you for listening. Hold on the line, okay? Thank you. Gets guess he's holding on. Isaac Fotu, when he was here playing basketball, I think one of his favorite things about Hawaii was poke as well. Right? But maybe him, him and Jakob can get some international stores open up.
0: Maybe Isaac Fotu can like look at the on his iPad, <laughs> and then you know he looked at poke. He might need is- a new one. Pokey is still pretty popular in places like New York. Is it? Is it just a fad, or is it still popular?
1: I don't think it's a fad. It still is. And people are lined up around the door, type of deal. They were, huh? There's one place in New York City. I forget the name of it, but yeah, they used to have lines down the street at lunchtime uh, when it opened a year or so ago. From what I read recently, it still is the case. And I saw some even a mall had a pokey shop. I forget the name a of poke? it as well. Were there some wahini and the pokey? But I thought—I mean, it is obviously popular not just here in in Hawaii or the West Coast. But I thought that was interesting to see it on the East Coast the way it was.
0: I was disappointed. I went to uh, when I was in Washington. Oh, it's got to be a couple of years ago now. When I was in Washington, um, I was in Tacoma. I didn't realize they have a—they have a University of Washington campus in Tacoma too. Well, it's like University
1: of Hawaii at Hilo, right? Right, right. So I uh, was—they had
0: a—they had a Sam Choi. Poke shop. But you go in and they don't have any ahi. Oh. It was like salmon and other stuff. And it was like, ah,
1: come on. Did Sam <laughs> approve of this menu? Come on. West Coast version, I guess.
0: Well, I mean, you're Washington. Aren't you on the water? There's lots of water. I guess they don't have
1: ahi, I guess. I don't know.
0: But anyway. They don't have what? Ahi. Oh. It's a type of fish. I P- Your people call it tuna. <laughs> <laughs> See, when we eat mahi-mahi, your people eat dolphin. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's that's the other. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, let's move on with the show. We've got more tickets to Bellator 295 to give away and Rainbow Warrior baseball tickets. Uh, keep listening to that. And there's a lot coming up. By the way, we got a, the uh, Rainbow Wahine beach volleyball team that is uh, uh, hosting the Big West Tournament. Out on the beach, Queens Beach and Waikiki coming up. we got to get into that. Uh, we've got uh, six Warriors placed on the uh, all-Big West first team in volleyball. Uh, Tua to tonga There's NFL uh, stuff going on. Tiger Woods had ankle surgery. Yeah. That was kind of big news yesterday. Anyway, a lot going on, and we'll get into it more coming up next here with the Sports Animals in the Morning. This is ESPN Honolulu. FM and 1420
3: AM. I met a boy who didn't know Which way to turn, which way to go Hey, good morning!
0: If you've tuned in, you got to get off my lawn, guys. <laughs> you know, we were talking about uh, Jakub Telly and his uh, his love for poke and uh, how he's going to open up his own poke shop one day. I just got an email from Foodland, and you can win $500. This is not a plug. I guess it is a free plug. You can win $500 in free poke From if you're a Mike member from Foodland. $500? I hope you don't have to take it all at one time. <laughs> how? Oh, I don't know. I'm not going to give him that much of a free plug. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, three things that, hey, you know what today is? Today is that day, uh, and um um it, it's it's a day that uh, certain people celebrate and are excited about. It's 420 day. Ben Benjamin See, it's day. It's 420. It's uh we don't say names on the radio, no. but certain IT people are really going to celebrate today. Uh but yeah, it's National Weed Day. So that <laughs> It's I guess is this the legend of 420 today's April 20th started in 1971 when five high school students in Cali came up with a plan to find a hidden marijuana farm and agreed to meet by the statue after school at exactly 420 p.m. Uh anyway it's that's how it got yeah, I was a, wondering what the connection
1: yeah,
0: that's, was That's a boring that's boring uh, You know what you know what today is today's National Cheddar Fries Day Huh? Goes hand Heart in hand. Heart attack on a plate. Heart attack on a plate, yeah. Yeah, actually, the cheddar fries come after you're four twenty. baked I guess. All right, uh, one of the top stories that you need to know about is the New York Mets are cheaters, caught cheating.
1: Yeah. Poor Max boy. it Might as well
0: be the uh, Houston Astros all over again.
1: No, the ums. Th- okay, it's happened three times where pitchers have been ejected because they have too much foreign substance deeming, deemed by the umpire. Guess what? It's the same umpire all three times. So he's got a little stickiness problem, I think, to him, because uh, I uh, no. forget I'll get his name in a minute. But maybe not he's relevant. just better than other umpires. No, it's like he's just looking for something. He's—I mean—he's got you know—he's got an ulterior motive, maybe trying to make a name for himself so he can get mentioned on talk shows like the Sports Animals. But well, what's Max, the guy's name? Uh, I'll get let's it in a man, second. Let's mention him. Let's mention. I don't begin with this, but I'll get it in a second. But Max Buck Scherzer. But Showalter. No, no, he's the manager. But Max Scherzer <laughs> is the alleged culprit. Phil
0: Cousy. C-U-Z-Z-I. Yeah,
1: yeah. Is it Koozie or Cuzzy? It uh, doesn't matter.
0: Well, okay, so, so Max Scherzer has a foreign substance on his hand, and they tell him to get rid of it, so he washes his hand, and then later he had a foreign substance on his glove, and so they made him switch gloves, and uh, I don't know. The guy has it, – it, it's caught a, a couple of times, at least in this game, with foreign substances. No, no, no. So does that mean because – Because Phil Cuzzy is looking for this or maybe he's just like, it's like calling balls and strikes. Everyone has their own strike zone. Maybe Phil Cuzzy just says, hey, you know what? You can't have anything foreign. Not a little bit or a lot or anything. You can't have any,
1: any at all. It wasn't anything foreign. And there's nothing that they can prove or, or that they have proven or said is foreign. It was the rosin bag, too much rosin and sweat. Sweat is not foreign. It's it's you know Self-generated. And he... <laughs> <laughs> Self-generated. So, I mean, and that's that's Max Scherzer's stance. And, you know, I don't know if he's good, but he even had an interesting quote where he said, I have to be a complete idiot after twice them having me uh, wash my hands, change gloves, and then come out in the fourth inning and still have something on? I'd have to be a complete fool or idiot. So I think that makes some sense that he wouldn't try it a third time. The umpire said it was the, most, the stickiest they felt anybody since they started doing this three years ago as far as his hand when they check pitchers after innings here and there. Uh, And if it's natural sweat, which he claims it is, and if it's just a rosin bag, then I I think he has a legitimate gripe. Now, it's an automatic suspension for 10 games by getting ejected for that. He's going to appeal it. I'd be interested to see if that appeal is at least minimized, if not totally thrown out. Because, if again, if there's no foreign substance, then he shouldn't be ejected or suspended.
0: All right. Hey, congratulations to the uh, Rainbow Warrior volleyball team. Uh, They came up with the all-Big West Uh, first team and 14 of the first they have 14 first teamers six almost everybody on the starting team for UH made the first team all big west conference also Kurt uh, Kurt Neusterer the freshman made the all big west
1: freshman team congratulations Bose I feel bad for Cole Hoagland though you know, and I guess they don't have an all second team because I didn't see anything on that. But uh, Cole Hoagland, the only missing starter there, still had a great year. And I'm sure he'll be happy with the t shirt that says three Pete in a few weeks instead. But yeah, great great for the Hawaii players. Uh, the Big West player
0: of the year and coach of the year, freshman of the year, that's going to be announced in five days. What else is going on? Tuatangawailoa mentioned yesterday that he actually thought about retiring uh, in a press conference, which I, I'm not real surprised at. He's got a young, uh, he's got a young son. He's um, recently married, and uh, you know those concussions probably. You know, it's, uh, again, I'm still thinking back to Tuatonga vailoa knocked out on a football field
1: couple of times and it's interesting that he says this as we heard over the last several months especially when those injuries occurred uh, other people were suggesting he should retire but to hear him say that yesterday the fact that he was even contemplating it says a lot and I mean it's, it's fine that he does and I think we give him credit for that for thinking it all the way through some players would say hey I know what I signed up for You know, it's easy to say that, but that sounds a little almost unbelievable at times when players say that and they've gone through such serious injuries or, you know, there's a CTE that they could face or other things. So for Tua to think that way, uh, I'm glad that he can come out and say that. Uh, He did take those classes, jiu-jitsu and learning how to fall, and hopefully he won't have those problems. I think it's a jiu-jitsu yesterday I saw on the screen.
0: Oh, okay. Somebody told me it was judo. Okay. Anyway,
1: the fact that he thought about it and thinks or feels that he's healthy enough and still wants to you know, prove to everybody that he can play healthy and play at the level he wants, to. I think is great. Now we just got to hope, and with the new helmets they have, with these classes, hopefully he won't struggle with that. I'm sure that's something, even without the new helmet, that his st- uh, the staff at Miami is going to do to make sure that he doesn't have to struggle with this or have to go through this and maybe change his approach at times.
0: Right because you know what I think it's I think it's worth it I mean if he goes out and gets a concussion a couple of games in maybe it's time to retire
1: Yeah if, but yeah but
0: it's tough when you look at Jalen Hurts get 51 million dollars a year and you got a young family I mean you know I know that he's already probably got a couple of million in the bank but at the same time there's such a huge difference if you can make it to that second contract as a quarterback yeah. in the NFL you got to try you got to try. And when
1: healthy, he'll get a nice second contract, definitely.
0: Well, yeah, because he's a starting NFL quarterback. That's how they do it. But
1: him. he's not just – I mean, Zach Wilson's a starting NFL quarterback or was. He ain't <laughs> getting a good second contract. Tua is – go, not- he's good. He's good. Yeah, uh, the, okay, all right, the
0: NBA playoffs are in full gear. A couple of entertaining games yesterday.
1: Yeah, I think uh, if you're not a Lakers fan, like I am not any, well, not anymore, but uh like that they lost yesterday to Memphis. But now, I like it when these series are 1-1, because then you have the sense it's going to go longer than shorter, as opposed to being a shorter series, and it has to go to at least five. But Memphis comes back without Ja Morant. Now you wonder about Saturday. They have a lot of days off between games, like some of these series do. Ja will have six days off between when he got hurt on Sunday to the next, game in L.A., and it's a, it's a Laker Clipper doubleheader uh, at CryptoCom.com Arena in L.A. Both teams will be playing, but I wonder if he's going to be playing. They haven't said, but I think the fact that he got this game off yesterday will help with the extra time off, so that series is at 1-1. Milwaukee, same yeah. situation as Memphis, down a star and down 1-0 at home. They come with a big victory over Miami oh. yesterday. That game wasn't really that, right. that close, even though I think it was a 16-point win. Miami was down 26 points at 81 55 in the third quarter. They were never really in this game. And again, no Giannis to Milwaukee in a must-win situation, I feel, came out victorious. Brooke Lopez leading scorer for the Milwaukee Bucks. How's that? Well, I mean, he's a he's really good player. was interesting, and I heard this on ESPN Radio driving home from Growler yesterday, is that remember when he, well, first of all, he's the all-time leading scorer for the Brooklyn Nets. I and mean, they've had Julius Irving. They've had some other really good players. The all-time leading scorer. And when he played for the Nets, he wasn't an outside shooter. He wasn't a three-point shooter. He was a dinosaur-type center, back-to-the-basket guy. And I was thinking about when I heard that last night, It's like, yeah, when did he become this three-point threat? Because that's his game. I mean very rarely will post up anybody. But he's a really good three point shooter. He was second in the league and defensive player of the year. He's an important mm-hmm. player there. He's not as funny as his brother Robin, but uh he's more effective than him on the court, and they needed him yesterday. Chris Middleton back in the starting lineup helped with that win that win yesterday as well.
0: Yeah, okay. Milwaukee without Giannis Antetokounmpo, the uh, Miami Heat without Tyler Hero. Um that one might be uh that one might be over pretty soon. D- despite Jimmy Butler being so darn good.
1: Yeah, he had a couple of really good games in this series, definitely. I I don't think Miami will win, but, you know, they're back at home 1-1. Hero is a loss, definitely, but I think Giannis is a bigger loss. Now we wonder if Giannis is back for game three. Miami, again, did not have a great regular season. They looked really good on Sunday, but they didn't have to go against Giannis for half that game or yesterday. That's why I was surprised they lost so badly yesterday. And I know it's a road game, kind of like the Lakers, up 1-0. I don't think they overlooked or – not that they would overlook Milwaukee, but get complacent or overconfident. But I was surprised at how easily Milwaukee won yesterday. De- the Denver Nuggets, uh, they, start,
0: they came out uh, uh, with a big lead over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Timberwolves come back and play a very good second half. Uh, Jamal Moore- Murray scores 40. Anthony Edwards uh, for uh, Minnesota – He scores 41. I mean, what an offensive show it was by those guys. Minnesota, Carl Anthony Towns. Where's Carl Anthony Towns? He's somewhere with Anthony Davis figuring out what's going on. But Carl Anthony Towns, and uh, I'll steal again from, uh, I don't know if it was Charles Barkley or Kenny the Jet or somebody, but anybody who knows anything about basketball, I don't, but they do, would say the same thing. Carl Anthony Towns, you're a big guy. What are you just standing outside shooting threes? Use your height advantage. I think Charles was saying that that you whatever no matter who you're playing against, you're going to be taller than everybody. You're not going to have a height disadvantage against anybody in the league. Use your height advantage and play down low. That was that was uh, it was it was frustrating for many watching that game. Going, Carl Anthony Towns, can you just play basketball, please?
1: Three for 12 shooting, five turnovers, doesn't get it done. He's not a back-to-the-basket guy, though. That's why they got Rudy Gobert, so he can play his more natural position, if that's the right phrase, as a power forward, an outside guy, where Gobert is the center. But, yeah, Carl Anthony Towns should post up a time, but his game is more on the outside, on the perimeter. Apparently but he, not. Well, three yeah, if you're going to do it, hit those shots, because three for 12 is that bad. He was two for five on threes. All
0: right, uh, John Marks from WIP uh, radio station in Philadelphia is scheduled to join us in a few minutes because uh, today we got the uh, 76ers taking on the hapless Brooklyn Nets, the embarrassing Brooklyn Nets. That should be a minor league basketball team. Why are they having a G League team play the Philadelphia 76ers, Gary? Why he, is because that?
1: Because the Dallas Mavericks were not available ah, for the playoffs ah, this year. Well, obviously, you, my favorite team is Denver. Denver? Yeah. Uh, who's their coach?
0: Denver, Rudy Yakovich. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or Mike Hold Malone,
1: on. I believe it is. Mike
0: Malone? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was thinking of their assistant coach. The Sacramento Kings are going to play the Golden State Warriors today without Draymond Green. And Phoenix looks to make it two in a row. Against the LA Clippers today so uh, everybody's uh, changing now so they're gonna be playing uh Philadelphia Sacramento and Phoenix instead of home now they're on the road today
1: and we'll have that Brooklyn comeback game against Philadelphia today at 130 today tip off on ESPN Honolulu and we can save you a lot of time because it'll be done by 2 pm. well we also got the Suns and the Clippers after that and, and that I think that's can, gonna... that one you can listen to. <laughs> That's got to be, I, I'm, I mean, I, you, when you said they switch, they switched sites. So that you have two games in, at home, yeah. two on the road. So the, when those series are 1-1, and, you know, we have injuries on those other series, as we said, with the Lakers-Memphis and uh, Milwaukee-Miami. But the Clippers, even though they don't have Paul George, they kind of knew that going in. This is going to be, of course, it's easy to say, an important game. Tied 1-1. Clippers had a chance to go up 2-0 on the road. They couldn't close the deal. And Devin Booker had a great game on, uh, was it Monday or Tuesday? Then you look at this game now in L.A. Let's see. Let's see what happened. I don't think the Clippers I didn't think they were going to win this series going in without Paul George, but now I give them a chance. They, they look pretty good in Kawhi Leonard to become playoff Kawhi Leonard again where oh, cool. he's a monster I think he had 36 or 38 the other day playing great D and mm-hmm. uh, even without Paul George they're putting up a good fight and obviously a pivotal pivotable, pivotable game when you're at 1-1 You got it right the first time yeah, I wasn't sure about that I wanted to be better safe than sorry <laughs> The uh, okay of the three games today,
0: in my humble opinion, Golden State is in, is the only one in a must win situation. Oh, sure. Because if Brooklyn, for somehow, you know the stars are all aligned, Brooklyn happens to win somehow and get lucky, uh, or if the um, you know Phoenix or L A, if L A wins this game or or Phoenix loses the game, same thing. I don't know if it's must win is Golden State at home going down three to Well,
1: actually, it's the exact same thing for Brooklyn. You'd be at home down three zero. Just that yeah. you don't think they have a chance. Anyway. You know what? I
0: think yeah. I think it's because I don't think they have a chance. Anyway. I don't either. It do- it doesn't really matter. No, a it must doesn't. win game is the Golden State Warriors, and they gotta win without Draymond Green. For team- Jordan poole has gotta actually come out and be the
1: Jordan Poole we saw. Uh, before he got punched in the face, was you know he Jordan didn't pull. Pl-
0: got punched in yeah, the face. Yeah,
1: preseason. He didn't play a lot of minutes on Monday, and I, w- I didn't yeah. see that he was in foul trouble. I didn't hear anything about an injury. I think he played less than twenty minutes, and that was kind of surprising. Wiggins. I mean, you got these guys got to come out. They 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 got to step. Everybody's got to step it up, and that's what the good
0: teams do. If you were the Detroit Lions back in the day, and Barry Sanders goes down, somehow they pull it together with their quarterback Scott Mitchell. Huh? Yeah. Scott Mitchell mentioned another guy off the list, Chief Billy White Wolf. Today,
1: <laughs> yeah. What are the odds of that?
0: Yeah, but anyway, you know, some teams pull it together. I mean, you saw the Bucks do that against Miami. You saw, um, you know, last night's game. Uh, yeah, Memphis. La- 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 uh, Memphis. Yes, without jo- Ja Morant beating up on the Lakers. Now Anthony Davis kind of helped out the Grizzlies a little bit in that game, but still, you know, you got you got to pull it together. Golden State's got to take a page out of that book.
1: Well, I mean, as Steve Kerr said after game one, you know, we played, we did everything we were supposed to do. It was a great game. He just gave Sacramento credit. I didn't hear the exact comments after game two, but. They, they shot well on Monday. They shot 48%. They didn't turn the ball over a whole lot. It's just three-point shooting. Steph was three for 13. And Damon Bruce brought up an interesting point yesterday that I didn't totally realize. They're picking up Mike Brown, the defensive coach, who knows Golden State better than anybody else in the league besides Golden State uh, personnel. He They started picking up Steph Curry almost as soon as he crossed midcourt. They weren't um, giving him as much room to operate, and Steph shot three for 13 on threes.
0: I The one series I hope goes seven games is memphis and los angeles and the only reason is that i want to see dylan brooks go at it with lebron james it's it's some people like it some people don't care most people i think don't have a problem with trash talking but it's like uh it's like trash talking on steroids with dylan brooks He's, he's made himself in my mind a little bit of a bad guy now i understand what he's doing so i'm not upset but i love the fact that um You know, we we do have a WWE character in the NBA, and it's it's just going to be fun to watch because we're going to be watching. I think, like a lot of people are saying, nobody's like a Dylan Brooks fan unless you're in Memphis, right? Right. Oh yeah. I think the rest of the country would be all, "Come on, LeBron, get him!" You're. you're, It's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, somebody uh, trying to cause trouble. To somebody like like the movie Walking Tall with Buford Pusser. Right, he's a good guy. I like the rock version. The rock version is very good too. But he's a good guy. He's just an all-American. You know, you you know that he can kick your butt. But you got these guys poking at him. You got the motorcycle gang trying to beat him up. Well, he don't need no stinking gun. He's got a big stick, and he beats up a whole room of guys in an illegal casino. That's what LeBron James is. The people are waiting for Buford Pusser to come out and wield the big <laughs> stick against uh, against uh, Dylan Brooks. Hey, uh, coming up here on ESPN Honolulu, uh, we're going to talk some Philadelphia sports. Jalen Hurts, huge contract. The uh, Of course, Philadelphia 76ers in action tonight in the playoffs. John Marks uh, from WIP in Philly joins us next. This is ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Not only were we excited about National Cheddar, Day, National Cheddar Fries Day, but on National Cheddar Fries Day, yeah, John Marks joins us from WIP in Philadelphia.
3: Aloha,
1: good morning, John.
3: National Cheddar Friday, huh? How about that?
1: A day to celebrate, John. Great to talk to you. Which reminds me, when is the next Hot Dog Night in Philadelphia? It looks like it was pretty successful last time.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty. successful. <laughs> um, actually, it's, there are there are two more nights scheduled. I forget. Uh, not not long after the the, the fracas that happened at, at Hot Dog Night. Yeah, you know they they also co- coincided that at the Phillies game. Uh, it was college night. So, not only was it sold out because the tickets were like cheaper because it was college night, it was it was hot dog night. So, people were drunk and throwing hot dogs.
1: That was a great suggestion to combine the two, wasn't it?
3: Oh, yeah. Great idea to have a bunch of. Because the thing is, like, so these kids are taking 15 or 20 bucks and just buying 20 hot dogs and launching them all over the place. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what the hell is 20 bucks?
1: Well, hopefully they'll make some adjustments for next time. I'm sure they won't make the same mistake twice. You know, uh, John, the other day when we heard the news about Jalen Hurts' contract, I guess it's not surprising and it's a smart move by Philly to lock him in right now. What was your initial reaction when you saw the dollar amount for Jalen Hurts over the next five years?
3: Same as you, not surprising, um, you know, the the end dollar amount and the average annual value the amount of money they're making per year can, can be misleading, right? It depends on how much money is guaranteed, and he got a ton of guaranteed money. But the reality is that Jalen Hurts is locked up probably for the next three years when you look at the cap numbers of the deal. And at that point, the Eagles will want to re-up it to lower the cap number and everything else. It's kind of like Daniel Jones with the Giants. Mm. When you really look at Daniel Jones's contract, it's really a two-year contract. They'll need to redo the deal and move forward, or they'll need to cut him at that point. But Jalen Hurts, he earned it, right? Like. I think going into the year, and I probably said it on the show, the biggest question mark with the Eagles was Jalen Hurts and how much he can progress as a passer in the NFL. And, man, did he pass with flying colors? You can make the argument he was better than Pat, Holmes in the, Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. So it's a lot of money. This is what starting quarterbacks go for these days, and the Eagles are fortunate to have a guy like Jalen Hurts. To me,
1: and everything you said I totally agree with. I thought he could have been the MVP of the Super Bowl. That's how good he was. Even maybe the regular season, that's how good he was. I wonder, you have a new coordinator coming in, and I know they've got a great offensive line and all that, but let's say two years from now, the offensive line loses a player or two, which can happen. You think he's going to be as effective? I guess my point is I'm not sure if he's going to be for the next four or five years as good as he was last season.
3: Yeah, I think it's a. I think it's fair to ask, and I think um, someone that, that is an NFL fan and have watched and has watched the league for a while knows that, it, that just because you played like you did in twenty twenty two doesn't mean in twenty twenty three and twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five you're going to play as well. Take a look at Lamar Jackson's numbers and how he's regressed since he was an MVP a couple years ago. Um, but so to your point. Yeah, if he starts losing guys, if they say, hey, we can't have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard, if the offensive line takes some hits and they're filling in with guys that aren't very good, is he as good? We're sure going to find out, right? I mean, Pat Mahomes did – more with less this year. He lost Tyree Kill. He had more yards. They won the Super Bowl. Uh, he still has Travis Kelsey. But look at the wide receivers that they have. It didn't seem to matter with Mahomes. You wonder how Hurts looks if he doesn't have the same great supporting cast. So I mean, Gary, do I think that he can do it? By himself? No, I don't. Um, As far as I know, the only guy in the NFL right now that can really kind of be on his own is Pat Mahomes. Everybody else, you need a good team around you if you're going to win.
1: John Mark from 94WIP in Philadelphia joining the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. What is the sense you get or you hear about what they will do in the first round of the draft next Thursday?
3: Oh, boy. Well, everybody's talking about B. John Robinson and taking the running back and... Um, I don't think they're going going to do it. Do I think they they would do it? Yes. But if they stay at ten, which is where they're picking, so they're picking at ten and thirty. They have the tenth pick from a Saint from a trade they did with the Saints last year. So they have the tenth and the thirtieth. I think ideally they would like to move up and grab somebody that slides a little bit, maybe a Will Anderson or a Jalen Carter. I don't think that's going to happen, but they would love to get an edge rusher. Uh, they, they they would consider an offensive lineman probably at that spot at ten. But Bijan Robinson is the hot name, and normally, guys, I would I would not. Say it is smart drafting a running back in the first round, high in the first round, because normally those teams have a lot of needs. The Eagles don't have a lot of needs right now. They don't. They, one of the needs that they do have is a running back. And if you can get a, a, a running back as dynamic in the running and receiving game as Bijan Robinson, I think you have to consider it even at 10. Do I think they're going to do that? No. Could I see them trading back and maybe getting them? Yeah, I think there's a possibility.
1: With Howie rodman doing a great job there in Philadelphia. I also, when you mentioned Jalen Carter, I wondered if he would go that route because isn't he a high-character guy? And I just wonder if maybe Carter might be dropping on some people's mock draft boards or draft boards of some of these teams because of what took
3: place. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it didn't help his uh, stock, that's for sure. But it seems like the initial after after he settled the charges and he pled guilty and he had a terrible pro day and we know what happened at the combine you haven't really heard anything negative come out after that so it seems like he has settled in so I think he goes five, six, seven. As far as him sliding or the Eagles trading up, even possibly to get him, uh, he did play in Georgia with two very high-character players that were rookies last year with the Eagles, uh, in Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean. So if, if there's, there might not be a better spot in the NFL. It's a veteran defense. They have a lot of veterans on the defense, and he has guys that he's familiar with from Georgia. So, I think if he slides, the Eagles absolutely will go after him.
1: You mentioned that they don't have a lot of needs, which is a great position to be in for any team. It's pretty rare as well. What do you think was their biggest loss in the offseason as far as some players that left via free agency?
3: Yeah, uh, Hargrave was a big loss uh, to the 49ers, interior pass rusher. He had double digit sacks last year, and he's a really, really good player. He's also 29, about to be 30 and he's making $20 million a year. So you knew with the Eagles having as many free agents as they did have that they were going to lose a couple guys. It's just the nature of the NFL. You can't keep everybody. And then CJGJ, G.J., um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson went to Detroit, his market wasn't there. He's a safety slash like corner. He's really kind of a he's really kind of a hybrid player. I don't think he's a true safety, and I don't think he's a true corner. He's more of a nickel corner. His market wasn't great out there, and he only got a one-year deal from the Lions. And the Eagles were trying to bring him back, but they didn't want to give him big money, which is what he was he was seeking. Um, but outside of that, they brought back Bradbury and Slay. They signed a, a, a safety from a veteran safety from the Steelers. So they still have a couple more needs they could use. Another linebacker, they could use another safety. Uh, they're going to need another running back if they don't get that in the draft. Ezekiel Elliott may be in play for the Eagles. Um, but, you know, there were a couple, couple things that, that they heard. Isaac Salam- Amalu, their offensive guard, left in free agency, and they'll slide somebody in there and they'll be fine. So, really, even with the losses that they have, the Eagles are pretty good going forward.
1: And Ezekiel Elliott is really interesting, and I've heard rumors on
3: that, but is there a likely chance that happens? Um, do I think it's likely? It's hard to say. Do I think the Eagles are set at running back right now? I do not. They have Boston Scott and Kenny Gainwell, who are backup players, but they're certainly contributing every week. And then, you have, uh, and then you have Penny, Rashad Penny, that you signed from the Seahawks, who's a dynamic back, but he can never stay healthy. So I think going into the season, if you went into the season with these three guys, you're making a mistake because you have to assume that Penny's going to get injured just based on his track record. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. And Elliott makes sense just because he's not coming in demanding 15 to 20 carries a game, right? So he could work within a rotation. I just think it depends what happens in the draft. If they don't draft a running back, they may look to bring Ezekiel Elliott in, and it's just a matter of the two or three, four teams that Elliott has his choice of going to where he goes. He's not going to make any money. No team out there is going to offer him significant money. You're probably looking at but maybe three million dollars with incentives or something. So, I don't know if I call it likely, but it's definitely possible.
1: One last question: What about the drop off, if any, with losing both coordinators? Is there, is there you expect the team to look different just because of the fact that both guys moved on being head coaches?
3: It's a great it's a great question. Um, it, it seems like that so Jonathan Gannon goes to Arizona as their head coach. He was the Eagles' defensive coordinator, and it seems like the organization has a philosophy on how they want their defense ran more than the coordinator coming in and dictating what he wants to do. So they hired another disciple of Vic Fangio. That's what Jonathan Gannon was. They hired another disciple who runs the same kind of defense. So I really don't think it's going to be that much of a a big deal. The problem is last year they had so many sacks and so many sacks and it's just like how can you have 70 sacks again over the course of a season it's really difficult to do so you may see some drop-off as far as getting to the quarterback and then on offense Shane Steichen's now the head coach of the Colts and the, the quarterback's coach Brian Johnson who knows Jalen Hurts has known him since he was in high school knows Jalen Hurts' dad he flies up to offensive coordinator so I, I would be more mm-hmm. concerned guys about the offensive co- coordinator drop-off just because he's calling the plays as opposed to kind of the, the defense that they're running, it seems like it's pretty much it's pretty much standard in what they're doing.
1: Well, see, they can go back to the Super Bowl great season last year and see how that plays out. And uh, hot dog night with James Harden, I think that kind
3: of goes hand in hand as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh man! I, and, and then what am I what am I looking at this morning, I'm getting ready for the Sixers game three? And it's like, and the one story I see is, oh, James Harden very much in play going back to Houston. Oh man! <laughs> I heard those rumors after the playoff series.
1: <laughs> great timing, there. Great timing, John. Yeah. Always great to catch up with you. Thanks again for joining the show. We'll talk. We'll talk again soon. I'm sure. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. All right, thanks so much, John Marks from 94 WIP in Philadelphia, joining us on ESPN Honolulu. I know we were talking so much Eagles there and. It's always fascinating when you see a running back like an Ezekiel Elliott who basically drops off the map almost just like that. I mean, two, three years ago, wasn't he considered one of the top five, six running backs in the league?
0: Yeah, but, I mean, he's old.
1: And it happens to a lot of running backs. But isn't it interesting how quickly it happened? And we know about the shelf life of running backs, but there are a number of Ezekiel Elliott stories where, again, you're one of those guys and all of a sudden I almost forgot that nobody had signed him. I mean, he's still out there. He's not going to be an expensive deal. It's not going to be an expensive deal, as John said. But still, nobody has gone after him yet.
0: Well, and, and he, Ezekiel Elliott is is he'd be great for fantasy because he's a guy that uh, around the goal line he can get you those two yards, right? I mean, he's Probably. a guy you can put in the uh, put in the red zone. But as far as an, you know, uh, uh, he's not going to
1: carry the ball twenty times a game. But so it's not. It should to me, and I know that's how it worked. But it shouldn't be that his career is almost he's over. He's no Emmitt Smith. Well, he's no Emmett Smith. No, Emmett no, Smith no, is... he's not. But he, I mean, he's, I don't think he's a Hall of Famer either, necessarily. I haven't really thought about it much, but it doesn't, doesn't sound like he is. But he's still, again, he was that good so recently, and that's how it works with the number of really great running well, backs. They just. He was, he was that good like three years ago. That's not maybe even two, three. But that's that's a, kind of a long time ago. Well,. Three years ago, maybe, but two years ago was not that long ago. And when he was yeah, still, it sounds like I'm I'm
0: disagreeing just to disagree. But I've been I've been kind of off the Ezekiel Elliott bandwagon. Maybe because off the field he's such a jerk. Uh, yeah, you know. Again, it's the get off my lawn show. That's how we do.
1: But it happens to other running backs where you see that it's kind of interesting. I mean, who was the guy for the Rams a few years ago? With, um, the Georgia running back, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley was really good. Oh, because that was an injury he okay, had. He okay, could never come okay. back. Okay, hey, you know what we got to do?
0: Let's tell. Oh, we got to give away tickets. Um, Okay, come up with a come up with a trivia question. Okay, we'll do that before eight o'clock. We'll do that like in ten minutes. Okay, come up with an easy trivia question. We'll we'll let folks choose. They can have either tickets to Bellator Two Ninety Five or Rainbow Baseball. So we'll do that in a few minutes. Uh, I want to remind you to check out our YouTube channel or ESPNHonolulu.com for athletes with a capital EATS. It stars Cole Mausolf. Uh, He's going to be talking story with Pupu Sepulona and Shanson Revuelto, uh, St. Louis state champion basketball players. They'll be grinding some food from Pioneer Saloon, and it's kind of a cool conversation. It's brought to you by Central Pacific Bank, where people like banking. Oh, man, I forgot. It's Thursday. When the just we got got uh, Big West Championship Volleyball tomorrow afternoon on the radio here on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, Hawaii
1: is uh, taking on Who are we playing again? The winner of UC Santa Barbara and UC San Diego. They played today.
0: Oh, okay, and
1: that'll probably be same time in the
0: afternoon. So we can uh, f- we'll find out tonight who yeah. we're going to
1: play. I'm not sure if they're the first or second match, but it'll be in the afternoon. Yes, uh, I'd imagine some maybe like two and four thirty, the double headers today. The other one will be CSUN and Irvine, I guess, in the other in the other match. And Long Beach State gets to win with them. Man, this is scary. This is it's just scary, you know. Before
0: we just hope for the best. Now it's like, uh, you know, I don't think anyone's going to turn on the program or be upset if Hawaii doesn't win the national championship this year. But, uh, it, you know, especially with this group of guys and the guys who are leaving,
1: I don't want to be greedy, but just
0: one more. Can we oh, get no. at least just one more?
1: Well, one of the things, that the sense we get, I mean, it's overwhelming when we hear and read and talk to people. We'll have Tiff Wells tomorrow talking about this as well, is that even if Hawaii, let's just say for argument's sake, that they do lose tomorrow in the semi I get the impression they're in the national tournament regardless. Which is a great position to be in, but you want to get a higher seed. If they win the Big West tournament, you would think they're a number one or number two at worst. And the way the brackets are, and I don't have them in front of me, if you if you don't get the first or second seed, you might have to play an extra round because there are what seven teams, I believe, in the tournament. But I think they're shooing to make it from everything we've seen and read. Again, all the all the talk we have that they're going to go to the national tournament in two weeks at George Mason.
0: I thought they expanded the national tournament.
1: They did, but it used to be only four, and I think it's gone. I'll double check. I think it's only seven. It might have gone up to eight, but I know it was know. seven last year, I believe.
0: I don't know why. I thought there was 16 or something. but uh, For men's volleyball? No. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway. Oh, I'm excited about that. That's coming up. Uh, Rainbow Baseball taking on the uh, <laughs> the bags of dirt. I love that. From Long Beach State. You, oh, you know what? Let's give away tickets. If you want to give, a, if you want to win either tickets to uh, see us beat the bags of dirt, you got four tickets to. I believe we still have Saturday night or Sunday morning, uh, Sunday afternoon. We'll let you choose which game you want to go to, or you may want to choose to go see Elimile McFarlane punch Kana Watanabe. punch you in the face, a hey, liquor, <laughs> just liquor, Ilima. Anyway, see some dirty lickings going on at the Blaisdell Saturday for Bellator 295. Uh, Pick which tickets you want. Two tickets to Bellator, four to UH Baseball. Gary's got a trivia question for you. Simply
1: answer this question. Long Beach State, the opponent in baseball, plays baseball in what state? What state is Long Beach
0: State located in?
1: Not you know made, The answer not me. Call
0: in at 808 296 1420. We'll get our winner coming up next.
3: <laughs> kachi, kachi music, Makau. Where the children love
0: to sing, and good morning happy talking. national cheddar fries Everybody day happy 420 happy day hour. giving away tickets that uh, you can choose you can go to either uh rainbow uh warrior baseball saturday or sunday or you might want to go uh, get a couple of tickets and see eleanor mcfarland at uh, bellator 295 saturday at the Blaisdell. mike is first in hi mike thanks for holding on are you ready
1: Hello? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Kate, okay, the question again is, we were talking Long Beach State Baseball. Can you tell us in what state of the 50 do they play baseball at home?
0: Not including Puerto oh, California. Rico. California!
1: Wow! Good job! You guys are First awesome. caller gets it.
0: All right. Hold on. Yeah. Do you want to go to baseball or you want to go to uh, Bellator? <laughs> Uh, could hear bellator. all right hold on the line and uh, tanner's bellator. gonna take care all of right. you right on thank you brother all right we've got uh more uh baseball we got baseball tickets to give away we'll have more bellator tickets tomorrow do we have an afternoon radio show today no because we got basketball right
1: uh we do have basketball today so i don't believe we have a, i know we don't have a full show okay so uh, i know that Probably no i think show. we'll
0: have a little oh i think we'll, we'll have a little bit of a show no well, we have the double header
1: um, starting at one thirty, and oh wow! And then the second game is scheduled at four yeah, thirty. Yeah, look at that
0: lineup shot. of sports today. We got the uh, Angels taking on the Yankees. That broadcast starts at nine twenty-five. That's followed by Philadelphia and Brooklyn. Uh, that game will probably be over uh, pretty quickly. That's, and that's then, the only yeah, NBA game today. We'll, Sorry, we'll have off the bench with Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. Uh, it's a late show starting at four thirty, so you'll have another chance to um, you'll have another chance to score some tickets to Bellator this afternoon. Extra innings is the new radio show with Rich Hill oh, right, right. at six o'clock tonight. Okay, where are we? NFL Draft is almost upon us, and uh, we're gonna work. Uh, we're gonna have a, spe- a draft special. We're gonna work. Curtis Maruyama. I gotta call Curtis today. Do you have his number? Yes. Okay, i to call Curtis. It today is and work November. out how we're gonna yeah. do this. Uh, figure out how, uh, how we're going to do this on draft day. Curtis is so good from the Honolulu Star Advertiser for uh, I don't know how many years—twenty years or so—he's been More. part of the Bobby Curran show.
1: Really? Yeah, I remember doing it uh, when I was with Bobby in the morning late '90s. So it's got to be over twenty-five yeah. years. I remember he
0: was like, "I think Y.A. Tittle is going to be this year's <laughs> first pick." <laughs> the uh, I, I, so in this draft, every draft you like to say, "Okay, what you know? Who, what position?" is uh, really strong in this draft. You remember last year, the quarterback position was not very strong. No, not at all. You had top. Kenny Pickett, and hopefully he turns out really good for the Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: This year, uh, the quarterback class is better, I guess. It's considered really good with the top two, if not the top three or four. Yeah, the top two.
0: But, I mean, I've heard so many different opinions on Will Levis from Kentucky. To He's the next Josh Allen. To the guy's a bust. He can't complete a hit the side of a barn. The um, Anthony Richardson again, a guy with all this potential. It, it's it's a lot. It's I don't know. I still like Hendon Hooker. I mean, his biggest crime is that Hendon Hooker, the quarterback from Tennessee. Well, he doesn't like an ACL problem. Yeah, or something. yeah, he'll miss a year. Uh, he'll be like twenty six or twenty seven by the time he starts. And no quarterback who's been dra- over 25, who's been drafted, has ever been successful in the NFL. Uh Chris Wanking, Brandon uh, Whedon, right, uh right. come to mind right away. But um Jaron Hall, I like Jaron Hall. I think he's I think he's like up there in age too, the quarterback from BYU. Anyway, the the position and I think that our draft guru Tanner Hayworth would agree that our um The position that I think is most strongest in this draft is cornerbacks. There's a lot of good corners. I mean, you could have five corners taken in the first round. Five corners, I think. Keep an eye out for Christian Gonzalez from Oregon, Devin Witherspoon from Illinois, Devontae Banks from Maryland, Joey Porter Jr. from Penn State. Cam Smith, maybe, from South Carolina. There's a lot of really good corners in this draft. And so um, that's going to be cool. Uh, You know what? Also, the Lions, I think we're running out of time. The Lions GM, I forget his name, they interviewed Jalen Carter, and they're going to have the sixth pick overall. If Seattle doesn't take Jalen Carter and Jalen Carter falls to the Lions, you have Jalen Carter with Aiden Hutchinson, oh, that's a a force to be reckoned with. All right, we've got to stop talking. Play a traffic update. We'll give you the top three things you need to know. Coming up next with the Sports Animals in the Morning on ESPN Honolulu. Hey, three things you need to know heading on into the uh, 8 o'clock hour here. By the way, uh, former uh, executive director of NACOA football, Don Weah. We're going to talk to Don Weir coming up. Former UH, uh I'm going to call him a great, former great UH football player, Coach Don Weah. He's got something special going on. Uh, he's going to join us in about 15 minutes. Uh, the number one Rainbow Warrior volleyball team has six of, uh, guys on the first team, all Big West. Jakob Tella, Spiro Hakas, Yerme Voss, Chaz Galloway, Demi Muklius, and Brett Sheward. All uh, six of the 14 players in the first team from the University of Hawaii. Congratulations to Kurt Neusterer.
1: Uh, he is on the nine member Big West, all. Freshman team. Good thing about that, one of the well of course it's great in itself. Three of those guys, if I, my math is correct, are coming back next year as far as the six first teamers. Hawkus, uh, Galloway, and Sheward. So Cover's not going to be totally bare next year, going for a four Pete. Oh, Voss is gone, yeah. Yeah. Sheward, Galloway, and
0: uh and uh Spirals yeah. are coming back. And Newsterer. Yeah, so is going to come back. The number eight University of Hawaii women's beach volleyball team uh, is hosting the 2023 Big West Beach Volleyball Championship. It's coming up tomorrow and Saturday at Queens Beach in Waikiki.
1: Let's get down there and root on the... Beach bows. I would like to see that. We had, we had Bailey Choi on with us at Growler yesterday, and she'd been playing some beach volleyball late, and she was talking about how different it is, how challenging it is. And, you know, we watch it. We hear about how great it is. And this team has had so much success making the national tournament over the years in Gulf Shores, Alabama. But, yeah, I'd like to see one of those in person. I haven't been able to do that, unfortunately.
0: You saw one of those in person. We did a broadcast from a beach volleyball game in Waikiki.
1: The, yeah, that was actually a practice. It was? Yeah, it was during the Pro Bowl weekend with the practice, yes. Oh, okay. Anyway, we saw them play beach volleyball. Anyway, beach volleyball is a very hard
0: sport. Yeah. Talk about water polo yesterday being hard. You know, you ever play beach volleyball? Of course you have. I actually, I have. Really? You would have to go to the beach in order to play I, beach when volleyball.
1: I, when I came here to visit the first time uh, in the Big Island, at Hapuna Beach, they had beach volleyball set up, and my brother yeah. got me on, you know, the high <laughs> school kid, so I could actually play sports back then uh anyway hawaii
0: takes on the winner t- uh uh today ba- bakersfield uh, plays cal poly we'll take on the winner and hawaii uh the number one seed so that's going to be at 11 45 tomorrow so get down there and uh maybe take a lunch break from work and root on the rainbow Wahine. what else is going on well exciting uh exciting nba playoffs is what's going on despite a lot of stars
1: being injured Got some pretty good games. Yes, and you, last hour you said something that I take exception with as a basketball fan. You said that the Mets are cheaters. Well, no, as a oh, basketball, basketball fan, fan, you said that you know you hope one series goes seven games. As a basketball fan, I want them all to go seven. The more, the better. Uh, ah, I'm not sure see, if they I'm, will. I'm
0: I'm like a, 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 a Generation Z. I want instant gratification. I want to know who's going to win as soon as possible. Except the Lakers and the Grizzlies, because I want to watch. <laughs> Uh, Dylan the punk Brooks uh, poke the bear game after game.
1: Wait, you need, you want to see, you want to know who's going to win as soon as possible? Why? Do you have a sense of urgency in these series being over fast? Instant gratification. I want it now and I don't want to wait. Don't you like it when things take a little longer? You get, you know, it's, it's just better at the end? No. I, I do, and again, it's a sports fan, I want every series Are you to making go making Some kind
0: of sexual joke or something? Is that why you're laughing at your own self? I didn't catch
1: it. I didn't give you the Sopranos line from earlier. I'll do that next break. But I, I, I do like when all these series go long. Uh, I mean, it's, and, and you, when, you think, when you see some of these matchups, you think that on paper going in, they should be long series, yet at times we get sweeps. Now, again, Brooklyn, Philly should be four games, five at the most. Denver, Minnesota will be four or five. The other series, though, I think can go, and a couple of them are 1 1, so you know they're going to go a little longer. But it just makes it so interesting when you have a winner go home, kind of like the NCAA tournament or the playing tournament. It's when, when it's one game to decide it all, that's great. And again, in a five game series, one team is facing elimination maybe but at a game seven everybody's facing elimination
0: all right well a must win game today at least though is uh this afternoon at four o'clock we have that game on the radio right no No, we're having some other stuff okay so uh the, the, the 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 must win game today uh is for the golden state warriors without draymond green to beat the sacramento kings see the kings are up two to nothing they got the best coach in the nba they got the best clutch player in the NBA. The Warriors, who are getting old, are playing without Draymond Green. But this might be one of those situations, hopefully, if you're a fan of the Warriors. You know, the team kind of pulls together.
1: No. And, and when this is a team... I see that Golden State is favored by six without Draymond they're Green. Home. They're, they're three and six this year without Draymond Green. Again, you throw those numbers out, basically. They're getting older. I don't think they're old. Steph Curry is not done yet. Klay Thompson is not no. the same player. But at any moment in any game, he can give you yeah. 25, 30 points, sometimes in a quarter. Yeah, and I think we have to remember that Golden State is one of the best home teams yeah. uh, in the league as well.
0: Problem yes. is they're probably the worst road team in the NBA.
1: Yeah, it's really amazing how different that is from home and the road. It's not much of a road trip for either team in this series. Obviously, as you said, this is a must. When you're down 3-0, forget about it. Even if they win today, it's going to be really tough. I'm looking to see if Steph Curry can have a Steph Curry playoff game that we've seen so many times in the past instead of the 3-for-13 shooting that he had on Monday. Yeah, we'll see.
0: Anyway, so uh, all that is coming up today. Can I? We've got uh, uh, baseball tickets. See, the rainbows this weekend we'll give away in a bit here. Can we talk about baseball for a second? I mean, besides Max Scherzer of the New York Mets being a big-time cheater, had to be ejected for a game for, uh, you know, putting all kinds of sticky stuff all over his hands. It was crazy. But uh, anyway, so uh, also I see here in the headlines uh, at ESPNHonolulu.com is that uh, Madison Bumgarner. Yeah. And this is a guy that used to be good. Until he had an ATV accident in the off season, and then uh, uh, you know he violated terms of his contract when he was with the Giants, got into an accident, and the Giants I guess traded him or he's a free
1: agent. Or whatever. He was a free agent, I believe.
0: Yeah, so he ended up with the uh, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and the Diamondbacks, uh, <laughs> because he's you know such a good guy, uh, they gave him a five year, eighty five million dollar deal. Well. What did that get the Diamondbacks? A pitcher with a five, a, 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 an ERA over five.
1: Well, it's 10 this year. 10 this year. 0 and 3 goodness. with a 10 point whatever ERA. Yeah. And so you can see the writing on the wall. But so, he's going away so, with a nice like parting gift. Yeah, he is. And that's what I'm getting to. But
0: he's, he's designated for assignment. So that means they're putting him down into the minors.
1: No, they're putting him on waivers, and everybody oh. has 24 hours, I believe, to claim him. If <laughs> not, then he's a free agent. But they they guaranteed a lot of that contract, basically. Uh, you, right. The dollar, I think it's 34 million, I believe.
0: What he's going, to, it's 34 million. So he's due no matter what: 20 million this year, and 14 million next year. So nobody's gonna sign him for that money. Someone can sign him for the minimum of 700. Thousand whatever, whatever it is. is, yeah, yeah. But, uh yeah, nobody's going to sign him for that money. <laughs> but, hey, you know what? Who's the big winner? Madison Bumgarner.
1: It's too bad in a way. I mean, again, he's near – I don't know how old he is. He's got to be in his mid-30s, I would think. But when he was on the San Francisco Giants, some fans might remember the World Series here, and I think it was 2014, right around there, when they beat Kansas City. And he pitched, I believe it was a Game 7 on two days rest. Two days rest. Wow! And he got the win. He's also one of the better hitting pitchers over his oh, that's career. Right. He's pretty good at that's hitting right. some home runs. He might have even—I'm pretty sure—he's actually pinch hit at times, at least with San Francisco. Hey, you know what? I—I I would think it's okay. He's 33, by the way. Oh, okay. But I would think that somebody
0: could pay him seven hundred thousand dollars. He might have something. Maybe, maybe he's not a starter. Maybe he's
1: a a, a a a middle guy or something. They call middle relievers not middle guys. No, I call him middle guys. <laughs> What's going to happen if anybody signs him. They'll sign him to a minor league contract, which means they'll put him in AAA maybe for you know, a tune-up starter or two and see if he's good enough to maybe make the major league roster. But, yeah, I don't think he's done playing baseball as long as he wants to. Uh, and, again, if you're getting paid all that money, he doesn't need to. Right away, but yeah, I think somebody will try to sign him. It's going to be a low-risk deal, and hopefully he can work himself back up because, yeah, he was that good, and it was kind of quick for him, kind of like we talked running backs last hour where his pitching efficiency went down rather quickly, and he's not that old when you look at 33. No. Not over the hill yet.
0: Wow, Shohei, the Angels must really be bad. I'm looking at something here on ESPN.com, and uh, Shohei Otani's win-loss record is 15-9. and Yet he has a two point three three ERA.
1: It's like his team must be so bad. Like he's good. What is that what is that number from? Not this year, of course. Is that from his not from his career? Is that last year? No. Oh, I thought it was this year. No, no I Chris the season year. started a month ago. So I don't think oh, he maybe pitched that in twenty four games. Maybe that was.
0: <laughs> maybe that was last year. Maybe that was last year. The number they flashed. Because ERA
1: has been really, really good, and <laughs> I, I've said I don't think he should have been the MVP two years ago when he did win it. I think he should be, but here. I mean, it's hard. To, it's hard to bet against him. I think he should have been the MVP last year. Yeah, it's. I mean, what? How, how do you say he's more valuable than Judge when they his value brought them to a playoff spot where Shohei's value didn't bring him to a playoff spot? Still, he's exceptional. He's the best player in baseball. There's nobody mm. in their right mind that can debate that because of this. Because of his pitching and his hitting. I mean, Aaron right. Judge is a better hitter. But Shohei is so good at hitting and so good Aaron at pitching. Aaron Judge
0: is a better Aaron Judge is a better home run hitter. Well, he
1: also had like hundred and thirty something RBIs, or whatever it was, last year because he hits a lot of home runs. But still, that he, he's not. He's, but it's not. He didn't. He, he didn't get all of his RBIs via the home run. Though well, he got a lot of them, though. So you're right. But he also I, hit probably hit I, about two seventy or two. No, Aaron Judge, that's I think, had good. a pretty good average last year. He was going for the triple crown for a while. Oh, okay. Anyway, here's what I'm predicting.
0: <clears throat> Hawaii's Josh Rojas and Shohei Otane next year will be New York Yankees. Wow. Or
1: uh, Dodgers. or Met. Well, the Yankees. No, I mean, not Mets. They don't want to go to a team that cheats. There's there's talk about Shohei, not from his side, but he was even asked about it in New York this week. How do you feel about the Yankees? Goes, oh, I love the stadium. Great place to play. Uh, what, what is he uh, going to uh, say? Go. Aaron there Judge would say he'd love to have them.
0: Okay, you know who would love to have a baseball team? Yeah. The Ninth Island, the city of Las Vegas. This is kind of exciting. The Oakland A's have agreed to purchase land near the Las Vegas Strip to build a 35,000-seat stadium. It's going to cost them $1.5 billion, And you know what? I bet it when it's all said and done, it'll cost $1.5 billion. <laughs> they, they're going to need it in two years. And you know what? I bet they build it in two years. You see, it's a public-private partnership, Mm. and uh, Governor Ige is not involved in this stadium deal here.
1: But he will have a statement about it coming up, why the Uh delay is taking place.
0: He'll have a a statement about the building of the stadium in three weeks. (laughs) uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah, he will. They'll actually have somebody in charge of, of building this stadium, as opposed to people who can't decide who's in charge. But this is exciting for people in Hawaii. I hear when, Las Vegas is the ninth island. Yeah. This gives us another home team. Let's go A's.
1: I understand Donna McCarthy Kim is going to have a press conference about the new stadium in Vegas coming up later today. Well, I hear yeah. it's 2027 that. And that's you know it's four years before they can move even their lease is up in oh. Oakland in, in two years but I don't know what they'll do after that but it looks like 2027 which seems almost okay. long,
0: right? Okay, so okay, so their lease is up after next year after next after year 2024. Yes. Yeah. So
1: doesn't that mean they can leave? Yeah, but they don't have a stadium in Vegas to play in yet. I mean, they they got the land right now. Oh, and I it's see. A, it's a mile from Allegiant Stadium and a mile from T-Mobile west or East. So I don't know exactly, but it's right near the strip as you said. But they even, you know, they, again, it's going to take a while before they start construction. Why? Because you have to send all the bids out, and then Josh Green. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> know if it's along the same lines as that, but that's what they said in they the article. They have to
0: do an RFP. Yeah, and, yeah. But they're, 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 there's some. There's a structure on the pro on the land that they bought. But they won't able to be able to tear that down until they do an RFP in another year and a half, and then something will get delayed.
1: I I read that it's on the same site. As, and I don't remember this. I remember the name in a way: the Wild Wild West Hotel. And That's the name of a hotel. That's a was, good idea. It was. I don't. It's not there so anymore. It's like a cowboy themed hotel. I I, I can kind of sense that, but I I don't. Re- I remember the name. I don't remember that hotel though.
0: Yeah, and I know you
1: don't because you only you always spend your time at one hotel. You're like Norm in Cheers when you're at the blackjack table at the Cal. Yeah, that's me. You have that reserved seat. You never get that's up. That's How I roll?
0: Well, actually, last time in December I went to Las Vegas and I was I was I was like in the neighborhood uh, casino. I can't remember what it's called. It's where the, all the rodeo guys stay when the rodeo's in town. Ah, is there something called South Point? Yeah, that sounds okay. <laughs> There is? South Point? Okay, that's where I was hanging. I don't know if that's where they are, but there is a hotel there, yeah. That's where the Cowboys were. I took pictures. Go look at my post. You took pictures of Cowboys? It was very cool. (laughs) 817 with the sports animals. Don Weir. Everybody loves Don Weir. Former uh, Rainbow uh, wide receiver. uh, Football player. uh, Executive director of NACOA a bunch of years back. And uh, he's a great supporter of uh, Rainbow sports. He lives on the mainland. But they got a very special deal coming up. Don's going to fill us in on that coming up next year on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, time for our bulletin board, brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union, where life matters. And we just want to let you know that if you're, uh, you know, you're, you're watching the uh, NBA playoffs, maybe you're hanging out down there at Restaurant 604, and you're like, hey, I'm watching this game. Uh oh, feeling a little buzzed. Well, recognize your personal warning signs and call for a ride to get home. This message brought to you by Hawaii USA Federal Credit Union and ESPN Honolulu.
4: Desiring you,
2: desiring you, just loving you
0: Hi. Right, good morning. More rainbow baseball tickets giveaway momentarily here on ESPN Honolulu, and uh, Don Weir is joining us. Coach Weir, uh, you're are you in San Diego right now? I am in San Diego right now. All right, and you're going Are you coming here? When are you going to get over here? I actually,
4: I was uh, in the state. I was on Maui actually in January writing a grant for uh, PTSD suffering veterans. Uh, from Vietnam, out of the Maui. Wow. Uh, but uh, I got to uh, Oahu to uh, celebrate Ron Kittin's, uh ash spreading, and then I flew immediately home. So oh, okay.
0: in and out. All right. Well, my, my classmate and, and your good friend, uh, Wendy uh, Sweet, uh, folks will remember Brian Sweet, her son, uh, who was uh, uh, Punahou and Utah State uh, defensive back. Uh, he was uh, um, up with the Detroit Lions, but he got really sick, and uh, he's passed away. And there's the Brian Sweet scholarships. Uh, they're raising money for at Punahou School and Utah State University. So we've got a big event coming up. Can you tell folks what's going on?
4: Well, there's a there's a a golf tournament going on on Monday, and then following is the 19th hole party where there's uh auction and prizes uh to be uh given away uh for forty dollars how can you beat it uh full Mm -hmm. full meals uh uh beer wine uh camaraderie uh sweets uh, many of uh sweets uh brian's um teammates will be there uh it's it's a phenomenal event i've only I've only seen it on Facetime because I've I've been in San Diego. I left uh, three years ago for family considerations. And, All right. Uh,
0: yep. Yeah. Don, you, but you're you're a great supporter of this, and you always give great prizes to be auctioned off. What 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 what, what are you going to be uh, having auctioned off? This is great. Uh, so
4: so this year, um, I have just this uh, a beautiful house it's big it's like 3600 square feet 50,000 gallon pool yeah it's filled with palms and cycads and sagos, and we have a guest suite that is uh phenomenal so um what what i would like to do uh, is uh and i have will do is uh seven days six nights here at the house um the, the the guests if they want to eat with my wife, Colleen, and I, uh, they are more than welcome to. Uh, I sent you an email of tonight's menu. My brother's coming into town uh, tomorrow night's menu as well. We, you know, uh, homemade. Everything's homemade. We, we, we love to cook. And so uh, our guests are, are just that. Uh, welcome uh, to join us. We live right above two major golf courses, uh, Stinging Hills Golf Course and Cottonwood. Uh, so if golfers are so inclined, uh, this is a great place to hit it every single day.
0: Uh, okay, this so, this is this is what Don's email said. He says uh, his, his menu tonight, homemade mancotti with homemade meatballs and tiramisu. Tomorrow, grilled hamachi steaks drizzled with olive oil and a Greek salad. Huh? <laughs> I like tonight's Don Don, do you go out Don, you go out and catch these fish yourself, right?
4: Yes. We're uh we're down in Baja quite a bit. We have a house about four hundred miles down at the it's got yellow. A lot of houses.
1: <laughs> do you have a guest house and, there?
4: <laughs> uh, it, it's yeah, it's am I'm I'm very fortunate and I have great fishing partners that donated to Kailua, Kailua Canoe Club where we did scholarships there, uh doing fish fries. So uh, not only is it seven days and six nights here at the house, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I, I'm going to donate uh, 70,000 uh, Hawaiian air miles to help whoever uh, bids to get here.
0: Wow. wow. That you, you know, you are one incredible human being, and we really mean that. So, folks, coming up, uh, so this live auction, oh, I see here uh, Kainoa Carlson used to be a UH yes. football player. You've seen his right. guns on TV. He's on Y right? News Now, yes. Yeah, so Kinoa Carlson is going to be the uh, auctioneer for this. So you can do two things. You can, or you can, you, you got three choices, really. You got golf on Monday. They got like enough room for like three more teams. So right. you got golf on Monday and then dinner. So you can do, do golf or dinner or golf and dinner. So the dinner includes a lau Uh It's a, a, a lau lau donated by Mike Irish used to be a UH yep. football player. Now, why does yep. Wendy write here the king of kimchi? Because he owns a company that makes it.
4: Oh, okay. That'll do it. He's the kimchi guy. Okay. He's <laughs> the king. Is that Senior Dickman I hear? Yeah, yeah that's yes. Dickman. Dickman yes. Yes. Hi, there. Don.
1: Aloha. How are you? Great, great. I'd like to be there for dinner tonight. It's, I bet. Yeah okay so okay so they got a Lao Lao and
0: beef stew and since Mike Irish is the king of kimchi the kimchi goes with the beef stew right so that oh, there yeah. you go right there and a lot more uh, again like Don said it's just forty dollars uh it's a great value and it's a great cause uh, raising money uh, uh, for B sweet it's the B Suite golf tournament 19th whole dinner party Hawaii guy Kai golf course Monday May 24th that's this Monday. And uh, we're trying to raise money for scholarships in Brian's name. Don, anything else you want to add? Yes, um,
4: I think this is the second time that I've been on air with uh, YouTube. Yes, sir. And so, and my thank you to YouTube would be that if you get to San Diego, you stay here at the house on me. No questions asked. All right. Hey, do we
1: (laughs) play San Diego State on the road?
0: Do we play San Diego State (laughs) on the road? Not next year. No, it's at
1: home. Oh. It should be at home because they played there last year. at Snap. Well,
0: Don, I would like to return the favor. If you're here, you can stay in my home office that I'm <laughs> broadcasting from right now. I will have an inflatable bed, and oh, you can eat with oh, my bed. wife and I. You can, you <laughs> we'll put sheets <laughs> on the inflatable <laughs> bed. Oh, no, thank you.
4: Oh, clean sheets, I would hope. <laughs>
1: That's really
0: special. How, um, how rare man. is that? Don't you be a don't be a stranger, Don. God bless yeah. you, and thank you for uh, all yeah. that you're doing for this cause. Thank you.
4: Oh, thank you for thank you for uh, taking it to a heart, so to speak, oh. and putting this on putting us on the air and, and getting the news out. Uh, Brian deserves this. He was a he was a coach's dream, a player's mm. player, and. Uh, it's uh, a word that I learned a long time ago, kuleana. It's mm. uh, not an obligation. It is a privilege to be able to support this.
0: All right. Well, Coach, thank you very much, and uh, we'll talk soon. Don't be a stranger, okay? I won't. I'll let you guys know when I'm coming in. I'll come down to
4: uh, Executive Center and say hello. Or Chris's house, apparently.
0: Hey, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll wash the sheets. Thanks, Don. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there he is. There he is, the one, the only Don Wea. Hey, Don Weir. Don Wea. Hey, Coach Wea. Hey, Coach Wea. I can't find my mouthpiece.
1: You've never offered not only to let me in your house. You've never offered to wash the sheets if I did come over.
0: Hey, I got the inflatable mattress. <laughs> I put up. It was. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it had a hole in it, but we did patch it up.
1: <laughs> is that the oh. only inflatable thing you have? <laughs>
0: So, anyway, folks, uh, check it out. Uh, Brian lost his battle to cancer back in 2020. Uh, 2010 Punahou graduate. Uh, wow, helped uh, earn state championships, football, baseball, track and field. At uh, Utah State, that was back when they were real good. They won 30 games in three seasons. He played uh, in four NFL preseason games, wearing the Honolulu Blue of the Detroit Lions. Uh, he was Greg Salas' teammate. So this is their third um, tournament. They're being, it's been organized by uh, Greg Salas and Robbie Toma and Cayman Shutter. Uh, Rick Nakashima, good friend of the family, just talked to Rick yesterday. Ted Coons, pro golfer Alex Ching, all these guys getting together uh, to raise money for scholarships for Punahou School and Utah State. So once again, the golf tournament. If you want more information, you know what, just text me, I guess. Wendy I'm not sure if Wendy is listening or not. You know what text me and I'll give you more information. But they got room for like three more teams, Hawaii Kai Golf Course and then the dinner as well so Monday. Uh it's the uh B How suite. do they text you? Uh sorry, 808-296-1420. Oh, that, okay, text, uh, text us, sorry, text us. <clears throat> but uh yeah, Don does I mean just listen to what he does. Hey, you know what? I'll you stay at my, you know, beautiful house. I'll give you some Hawaiian miles to get over here. Yeah. You know, send over a bunch of hamachi and all that kind of stuff. Great guy. 834 here with the animals. Speaking of eating, I've never been to Pioneer Saloon. I, I don't know where it is, but as part of our first episode of Athletes, with a capital Eats, with Cole Masoff here at ESPN Honolulu, you can check out Cole sitting down with some cow-cow from Pioneer Saloon and State champs poopoo Sepuluna and Ranson Roof Revuelto. Check out the show on YouTube on our YouTube channel or ESPN Honolulu.com.
4: Hey, where did we go?
0: Good morning. National Cheddar Fries Day. We're all about that today. You know what? Cheddar Tater Tots. How were the Tater Tots? Did you sample the Tater Tots at Growler Hawaii yesterday? <laughs> of course.
1: You don't even have to ask. Yes. That's pretty much all I ate yesterday there was Tater Tots.
0: <laughs> you know what's silly is? I, I The first time we went there, I was like, hey, okay, uh, they have fries or they have Tater Tots. And I'm like, yeah. well, let's do it animal style and have fries mixed with Tater Tots. And then every time I do it animal style, all I do is just pick the tater tots out of the fries. So forget tater, forget the, the animalizing it; just get tater tots.
1: Right? They were both next in front of me at our table, but I just part was part, 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 partaking in the tater tot tasting, and uh, yeah, they were good. They're really, really good. You can't really mess up a tater tot. Well, I mean, you can, there. but some are better than others. They were they were better <laughs> than others. Yeah, they were really, really good.
0: What do you mean? I think all tater tots come from the same place. That's like saying all. You open up the bag and you throw it in the deep fryer. That's like saying all French fries
1: come from the same place. You know what I heard? I heard, well, no. You know what? McDonald's French fries are the best. Okay, so there was an article yesterday saying the secret is out on McDonald's French fries.
0: Oh, and they said they made it with some kind of beef fat or something (laughs) like that. But whatever it is, I thought it was because McDonald's fries were partially frozen but not all the way when they may, something about it, I don't know. But this is, you know what, here's some crazy news. It's not related, but this is crazy news. I wanted to bring this up. You see, they got a cat problem in New Zealand. For some reason, thousands and thousands of wild cats are out there endangering the bird population. So the government, this is the government New Zealand. They said they'd make catching these uh, wild cats fun for kids <laughs> <laughs> so they're holding a cat killing competition oh, for children on. Yep. parents aren't too happy about it neither is the humane society see because there's a bunch of cats and it's like oh yeah hey, we get to go kill these cats what are you going to give them the bunch of running around with a bunch of what that leads what to a lot of questions weapon?
1: what are you going to give them and what how do they kill them
0: well exactly and then again do little kids know the difference between somebody's pet and a wild cat? Hey, here's an easy here's an easy one. He just lays there all day on my neighbor's porch. True story. True story.
1: That's amazing. I thought those countries like New Zealand have a very low crime rate. They have strict gun laws, so there's not a lot of violence there, yet you're killing cats. Well, I randomly? mean, they're, they're
0: wild cats that are killing the birds. And apparently it's a problem. Do you need the birds? Why you need more it,
1: birds. Okay.
0: Why not you get some? Why not you get? Why not you get <laughs> somebody like Ace Ventura? You know, <laughs> right? Some kind of expert to kind of handle this thing. Why go? Let's make it fun for kids. Hey, kids, how'd you like to kill a few cats?
1: Remember, Alf liked to eat cats.
0: That's right.
1: <laughs> where's Instead Alf when all, you need him? Yeah. Where's Alf when you need him? <laughs> Correct.
0: All right, 808-296-1420 here. Uh oh, hey, you know what? Uh I got a uh I got a I got an idea. Let's give away Rainbow Warrior uh, baseball tickets. Now that nobody's listening, the chances of you winning are better.
1: You don't have to kill a cat to win
0: them. So you can go either sun we'll get four tickets to Rainbow Baseball against the the dirt bags of Long Beach State. I'm sorry. The long the bags of dirt from Long Beach State. <laughs> Uh we we'll have four tickets you can go Saturday night or Sunday afternoon whichever is uh, easier for you. Call in now at 808-296-1420 and all you have to do is tell me um tell me I got it one Gary. Tell us who I can tell. The stadium is named after that they
1: play their home games in. Huh? Wait wait who Long Beach State? No, Hawaii. Oh well, you didn't. You said they. Were, I wasn't sure who you meant because you were talking about the dirt bags. Or bags we, dirt. we call in at eight zero eight two nine six fourteen
0: twenty. If you know the answer to that, we'll give you some tickets. That's coming up here on ESPN Honolulu. We'll be right back. All right, let's give away some rainbow baseball tickets. Got four of them for Saturday or Sunday. You choose 808 296 1420. It's a very hard trivia question. We got Adam on the line right now. And Adam, if you can tell me who our stadium where the baseball players play is named after. Last Merc on you. How easy was that? I said it was really hard, yeah, that but I was, was a, I was a liar. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> All right. Hey,
0: good job. Are you, are you following I'll the bows it.
2: this year? Yeah, yeah, somewhat. I've been really wanting to go to a game, so this is great.
0: All right. Well, we've got Perfect. four tickets for you. You want to go uh, Saturday or Sunday, uh, you just uh, let Tanner know. And uh, we thank you lots for listening, okay? And yes. <laughs> it. yes. All right. Uh, Tiger Woods' name is, man, this popped up everywhere. Even my wife yesterday, who doesn't follow sports, comes in into the office and says, hey, uh, Tiger Woods is having ankle surgery. And I said, yeah, I figured that was coming. If you saw him, I didn't say this to my wife. I said, yeah, I saw it. But I figured that was coming. Something like this was coming after watching him barely being able to stand upright at the Masters. Right. So there's no timetable. He's re. I, let's see, he had it? Yeah, he had it already. He had the surgery already. He's uh, in the recovery process, says, I don't know if it's his agent or his doctor or somebody, but um, he's in the recovery process. So this is going to side. So obviously he's probably not going to be there for the U.S. Open coming up in May, I'm guessing. But, uh, you know, still got a couple of other majors for him that he can uh, uh, play in. And it's nothing new, although this is sad. It's just nothing new. Was it a a fracture? It was a – it's in his foot, the foot that he hurt in the car accident. Uh, Oh, post-traumatic arthritis
1: in his right ankle. You never heard of that, post-traumatic arthritis.
0: Right. So it's after the accident. It develops arthritis, and that was uh, whatever they had to go in there and clean everything up. But um, so, anyway, there's no timetable on how he's going to get better, but uh, it's, uh, you know, sadly, we're going to probably – read more and more about this stuff as yeah. Tiger still continues to play golf. But, man, can't help it. Love to watch him. I mean, he made the cut. That was amazing at the Masters. He
1: made the cut. And then soon after, he withdraws because he couldn't play. Well, he couldn't stand. So well, yeah, part I mean, of the great of news that he's got to be cut. able to stand. Yeah, I know. It was great news that he made the cut because that was in jeopardy. After Thursday, and even in Friday, the second round, he was right around the cut line, plus two, I believe. Right. And then yeah. he makes it, and then you hear that news. It was kind of sad. So I guess the PGA, I think, moved to May, and the U.S. Open's still in June, though, right? Oh, I don't know. I can't – I'm getting – you could be right. I'm getting my majors mixed up a little bit. But, yeah, it doesn't look like the future is uh, going to happen anytime soon for him, if at all. I mean – Ah,
0: don't say if at all. I think he'll go out – he'll still be able well, to go out Yeah. Play.
1: You know, but you can uh, see his career coming, I mean, at least on the PGA tour, coming to a slow crawl is maybe the best way to put it. He's just not going to be the same golfer he was, maybe ever. And yeah. making cuts shouldn't be what we're expecting out of Tiger Woods, but it yeah, seems like you're right. that's a big deal now that he makes the cut as opposed mm-hmm. to being in contention every Sunday just by showing up like he was right. in the past.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's 47. I mean, very rarely do you see, you know, I can't remember how old Jack Nicholson, Nicholson. (laughs)
1: He's (laughs) really old, by
0: the way. He played in a pro am with (laughs) Scott Simpson once. No, I can't. The uh, Jack Nicholas won a major in 1986, was it? And he was up there in age. Uh, Phil Mickelson won the Masters at 50, you'll remember recently. And so even though Tigers 47, I, you know, I, yeah, I mean, is he going to be in contention? If he's not going to be in contention, he says, "You know what? I'm done." But I'd love to see yeah. Tiger. I'd love to see Tiger play on the Champions Tour. I'd love to still see him play. You put Tiger Woods on the Champions Tour; he's competing.
1: But doesn't it seem different to have the goat be? Uh, nothing wrong with the Championship Tour, but it's not going to be the same Champions attraction. Tour, the Champions yeah. Tour. It's not no, going to be the I same understand attraction. what you're
0: saying. You're saying that you you want to leave. As, a, you know, as he's already in the Hall of Fame, what do you got to prove? I don't know. Maybe he just wants to play golf. And that's fine. He just- wants to compete. I'd, I wouldn't mind it at all. I know what you're saying is, you know, it's it's you, you need to go. Because he owns that virtual golf league with, I can't remember oh, yeah. who he's in partnership with. And he's a billionaire. And he's uh, all his philans, philans, oh, charity work, his philanthropic work. His charity work that he does, and uh, you know all that he does. I mean, he's you know it's not like he's going to be sitting around his house. I mean, you definitely want to see Tiger Woods. He wouldn't be like your next golf announcer on the Golf Channel, right? Probably he's not. He's too big for that. It's why to me Peyton Manning is too big, or Tom Brady. To me, Tom Brady is too big to be a television announcer. Yeah, and he do he's it. Gonna next do. Year, right? it, doesn't right. it doesn't yeah, seem right. Doesn't seem right. Anyway. Uh, So that's uh, going on with Tiger Woods. Now, today, the U.S. captain of the Ryder Cup, Zach Johnson, uh, former Masters winner, uh, they're not ruling out live golfers, golfers from the live tour, playing in the Ryder Cup. Now, he's not saying they're going to. He's just saying no decisions have been made when it comes to this. So this is something... Uh, we're going to pay very, very, very close attention to because you could have guys like Dustin Johnson or uh, right. Brooks Kepka, the way that he was playing uh, coming up, Bryson right. DeChambeau, Patrick Weed, Phil Mickelson, Bubba Good. Watson. So I'd love to see these guys able to kind of work together and see the young people see this. You know what? You might be opposed politically on what you think of where the sport of golf should go, but for the good of the sport, we can all get together as America, as Americans
1: and face those Europeans and beat them in the Ryder Cup. Love it. And a year ago when everybody was so upset at these golfers, you figure in a lot, a lot of these situations in time, things will ease up, and it seems like it might be. So that's good.
0: All right, we'll see you tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. right here on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 a.m.